Bulletty Omaha. Live. You like that? You like that? In the entertainment capital of the world. Rogers. In trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone. It is caught for the win. Richard Rogers with a walk-off touchdown. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Play action. Awesome time. Deep shot for Parker. to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Oh, my goodness, the legend just goes on. The doctor is now in. How you like me now? Welcome to another Friday edition of the T.C. Martin Show live from the world-famous Superbook inside the Westgate Las Vegas. Of course, no better place to be any day, but especially this weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, finally here. Well, we still got to wait probably another 48 hours or so, but uh, two weeks of hype, but here we go. People are rolling into town. It was great yesterday to have the, uh, the former mayor, Oscar Goodman, here. He made his picks. He was shouting out at Jay Cornegay and company. All right. So uh, today, we've got a jam-packed show coming your way. Our quarterback, Jay Schrader, will be in the house with us today. Scott Spritzer will be joining us. One of our two handicapper extraordinaires. The other, of course, Marco D'Angelo. He will join us as well next hour. Trevor Maddich will be joining us for our Best Bet segment. And performing tonight and tomorrow here at the International Theater inside the Westgate Las Vegas. Cool in the gang. The legendary leader and founder of Cool and the Gang, Robert Cool Bell, will be joining us as well on today's show. So uh, a lot of fun there, uh, especially for me, because I had uh, promoted uh, Cool and the Gang on several different occasions in the past. So them being here in Vegas, we said, hey, we got to give a shout out to Robert Cool Bell and what he's done uh, going on 50 Eight years that Cool and the Gang has been doing it. But we are starting off the show with the heavy hitters today. I mean, we're not messing around. John Murray joins us, as uh, he usually does. Depends if it's a Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm. It's Jay Cornegay. It is John Murray. John, glad to have you with us here as we kick it off here on uh, a Super Bowl Friday. It's good to be here. I'm ready for the Super Bowl. I've had enough of the build-up to the game. I mean, how many times do we have to hear that the Kelsey brothers are playing against each other? Really? Is that happening? Is that breaking news? Let's let's get it going here. I thought thought Andy Reid going against the team that he coached and fired him would be a bigger story than the Kelsey brother thing. To me, that's a more interesting angle. Reid was so successful in Philadelphia. Four consecutive NFC Championship games. He got to the Super Bowl. They fired him. He goes to the Chiefs. He wins the Super Bowl. Now they're playing against one another. That's a pretty good angle. I think it's a great angle for those that follow football. But as yeah. you know, as I like to say, this is the greatest pseudo event in the in, yeah. in the history of mankind because everybody wants uh, an opinion. Everybody wants to watch it, whether it's for the halftime show, whether it's for you know parties at the house or going somewhere else or having a a ticket. You know, on the game, as you well know better than anybody. But I think that they're again appeasing to the masses the with masses. a story like that. Oh, the Kelsey brothers going against you. Yeah. But you're right. For, for us football fans, that is the story. It's Andy Reid. I think so. But you're right, though. This game, like, like we had our, our property operations meeting yesterday, and like everyone there came up to me to ask me who was going to win. 
And I was like, I don't know. Why would People I you haven't talked to about yeah, football like, games I, uh, in a year, I don't right? know who's going to win. You think yeah. I know who's going to win? How come you didn't ask me all season? Uh, I'm not sure. But no, everybody's talking about the Super Bowl. It's good. It's good to have, it's good to be like fully back to where we used to be. Yes. You know, because we, we were still getting out of COVID last year at Super Bowl. And, and this year, I think it's just an afterthought. We're, we're back to where we were when Kansas City beat San Francisco. It's funny you bring that up because that's been going through my mind as well, too, as we're you know, not only hanging out here in the sports book, but even like going to, to the shows. You know, yeah. uh, you guys got a, launched a great comedy show uh, in the comedy cabaret started last night. And I was thinking, hey, we're doing comedy without masks. We're, we're doing that. We're, do, yeah. we're back to the concerts where we don't have limited seating and yeah. spacing and all that sort of thing. And the same thing here with all the protocols, which you had to go through all those protocols. But you're right, for the most part, I mean, we, we are back. We don't see any of that. And no one is, is really talking about it, you know, for, for the most part. We used to see, you know, players. We used to see games canceled. I mean, we even have seen it during this college basketball season with uh, with a couple teams, right? No so comment still, on that. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. I mean, what are, what are they doing? I, I know, right? What I mean, what are they doing? Yeah. Come on, turn the page. That sounds like a comment. <laughs> a good comment, though. Yeah. A good uh, comment. So maybe we should I, talk about the game. Yeah. Before I get in too much trouble. You're not gonna get in trouble, yeah. probably. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. This does feel like it now. We talked about Super Bowl handles. We always talk about that. Yeah. And every year it surpasses, surpasses. Obviously, when you had the COVID years, you know, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. d- did we see a drop-off even a little bit last year? Or are we going to even you know, you know, I mean, I know two go years well ago, beyond that? Two years ago, we were really happy with our handle because um, that, that was when we were really still in COVID. We still had, we had occupancy restrictions. We had a mask requirement for the state of Nevada. We got a really good matchup. We got Pat Mahomes against Tom Brady, and we did a ton of business on that game. Mm-hmm. Last year's game, we were just kind of coming out of COVID. Remember they lifted the mask thing like the week before the game because there was all that backlash in California because all the politicians were at the NFC Championship game without their masks on. Right. Uh, <laughs> so they lifted the mask mandate right before the game, which was good for us, but we were still just kind of coming out of it. And I didn't think last year's matchup was really too appealing. The Rams and the Bengals, they don't have quite the national brand that I believe these two teams have, especially the Eagles. The Eagles have a big fan base all over the country. And and the Chiefs, of course, third time in the Super Bowl in the last four years. There's a lot of people who are Chiefs fans right now. I was talking to Jay Cornegay about this yesterday. I want to get your take on this. Do you now? Let's just you know recap everything where we sit right now. Correct me if I'm wrong uh, before we got in the air here, but I, I saw Eagles still a point and a half favorite, total 51. Okay, um, my thought is is that you are going to see a lot more Kansas City Chiefs money coming in between now and kickoff on Sunday afternoon around 3.30 here Pacific time because the Chiefs are kind of that public team. Uh, They have a huge fan base just like the Eagles. Like you said, they're used to being here. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, let's be honest. You know, he's 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 the modern day Joe Montana, almost, or you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Tom Brady, uh, yeah, probably m- probably more well liked than Tom Brady, right? And then you've got Andy Reid, which is a great story, which you already talked about. But Andy Reid is that fun loving guy who's been around a long time. So to me, the Chiefs seem like that real public team. And if you're just a casual better, or if you're on the fence, you're probably gonna, you know, maybe not sharp sharp money, but just the casual money streaming. And I'm thinking it would be Chiefs between now and kickoff. Would you agree? With that? Well, I do because you know the baton has been passed from New England to Kansas City. Yeah. 
They've hosted the the AFC Championship game for the last five years. Mm-hmm. They've been in the Super Bowl three times in the last four years. They are the Patriots now. Mm-hmm. And Pat Mahomes is Tom Brady now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the public, they're going to get into town. What am I going to do here? I'll just go with the Chiefs. They know that brand. They know Mahomes. They know Andy Reid. Philadelphia is still in a lot of ways. I know it sounds ridiculous because they're in the Super Bowl, but they're still kind of untested in my opinion. You know, they had an incredibly easy walk through the playoffs. They don't really have any signature wins from the regular season. They haven't really proven it to the masses the way that the Chiefs have. And they got a couple bad losses as well, too. At home against Washington and the Saints, where they lost those two games. And again, of course, they lost the the shootout with the Cowboys. They didn't have Jalen Hurts in that game. But But even when they beat Dallas on that Sunday night game, no Dak Prescott. Correct. You know, they really yeah. don't They don't have that signature win. We thought they had a chance to get it against San Francisco, but it's hard to tell how much do you upgrade the Philadelphia Eagles for that game. You, you they're, can't, They're right? playing a team that couldn't throw a forward pass. Yeah. That really doesn't even count. Yeah. And then the Giants win. The Giants never really belonged to be in the playoffs that far anyway. Mm. But you can't hold that against the Eagles. They got to play the Giants because they were the one seed, which they earned. Right. But they've had an incredibly easy path. We still don't really know how good they are. I, I agree with you. And again, no no fault of the Eagles. They can only you know beat who they are put in front of them. But remember, I mean, going back to that uh, NFC Championship game, there was a lot of anticipation. We were talking about it. You know, hey, are, are the Niners maybe the right side? Is it the Eagles? We are anticipating this great game, the battle of defenses, and we you know we feel everyone felt shortchanged because yeah. of the quarterback situation. So now we get into this situation, and the Chiefs are not the same Chiefs team that we've been accustomed to seeing. I mean, they've, they've got some holes, especially in the secondary. That's what I'm most concerned about, the three rookies back there. Uh, you know, for me, Jalen Hurts has been fantastic. Uh, this guy doesn't crack under any sort of pressure. And yes, I'll talk about what he did at Alabama. I'll talk about what he did at Oklahoma because, again, that that's relevant. He's now been in the same offensive system for the first time in his entire uh, career going back to high school. He's never been in the same offensive system for more than one year. Now he has in his second year under this system. It showed he's progressing. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to be flustered. I don't think he's going to be rattled at all. And, of course, sounds like, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pounding on the Eagles here. But then again, there is that Patrick Mahomes, there is that experience factor, that is that Andy Reid factor, you know, coming off the bye. And, uh, you know, I have been on the fence for the last two weeks, and John, I am still on the fence. Well, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm downgrading the Eagles, but Kansas City is lucky to be here, period. True. They really probably should have lost to Cincinnati. We needed the Chiefs big on Sunday, or two Sundays ago. And when they won the game, I remember thinking, man, we got lucky. Cincinnati should have won that game. Because by the end of the game, Mahomes is limping around. Kelsey's limping around. They got no wide receivers. They're banged up in the secondary. Uh, they, they just held on for dear life, and they won that game against Cincinnati two Sundays ago. So they, they're a banged-up team. Philadelphia is much healthier than Kansas City is coming into the game. And they weren't overly impressive at home against the Jaguars the week no, before that. not really. And that was the game where Mahomes got hurt. Right. So uh, there's not there's a lot of reasons to like Philadelphia in this game. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is they've had an incredibly, remarkably easy, easy path to get to the game. Yeah, it, that doesn't mean that they're not going to win the game. Right. And again, like you said, it's not just the postseason where, hey, you get the, the bye and you got the Giants who you you know face for a third time, a division opponent that you know exceptionally well, but it is that regular season. And, you know, you're right, not a real signature, you know, win with oh. that. So, yeah, the, again, I think this is intriguing. I mean, as far as I can remember, this is like the tightest Super Bowl line 
that we've had. Do you, do you, you know, Kansas City, San Francisco, there were times where that was a pick 'em game, mm-hmm. and that, it was just like this game. Yeah. Uh, th- those are really the only times in my career that I've seen that. Mm-hmm. It's usually somebody's three mm-hmm. or seven. John Murray joins us, the executive director here at the Superbook. We're at the Westgate Las Vegas for our, our Friday extravaganza here, uh, the T.C. Martin Show, getting ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Plenty of guests coming your way today, plenty of handicapping that we will be doing, of course, our best bet segment coming next hour. So, John, when we last talked to you last week, we talked about the, uh, the money when they came flying in after the championship games and that Sunday prior about within the first hour that yeah. you guys put it up. I mean, you had you know, you know money coming on Kansas City, then an avalanche of money on the Eagles. We've now settled in like you said before probably was going to do. What's going to happen now in the next 48 hours? Well, I think if, if you ask me which way I think the line will move, I think it's more likely to move towards Pickham because mm-hmm. I do think there's going to be some money coming in on Kansas City. Pickham is the number that we originally put up, mm-hmm. so we've, we felt like this is a Pickham game the whole way. I think I think it's more likely that it'll go towards a pick than that it'll go up towards three. You're not going to see Philadelphia minus three. I, I think you're more likely going to see a, a pick'em game when we get. Will we Sunday. see Philadelphia minus two? May, uh, well, there has been Philadelphia minus two around town this week. Okay, I'm just saying here it's pretty much uh, here one and a half. Book, yeah, yeah, that just would it would just be based on who who gives us what bet. Right. You know, we got some of our big players. They're wiring money in. They're flying in today. I mean, I'll know more by tomorrow. I mean, I don't know who they're betting on. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a this is such a splitting hairs type of game. Mm-hmm. I really don't know who these guys, the guys that are wiring in the big bucks to make the really big bets that everybody wants to hear about. They haven't placed them yet. I know yeah. it's coming because I saw the bank wires. Yeah. I don't know what side they're going to be on. Speaking of that, I know listeners think that's fascinating, especially when you're talking about you know, a Super Bowl like this. A lot of people think, hey, it's Super Bowl, so I have to, I have to make the biggest bets, you know, which, yeah. is, which is totally uh, no, no. Uh, inaccurate. But we do see that. We see people come out of the woodwork, uh, you know, like our good friend Mattress Mac. You know, he'll come out and, you know, for these big games and he'll, he'll unload. What are, the, what are the max belts that you guys uh, allow here? The max? Uh, I, I can't really answer that. I okay. mean, it would, just, it would depend on who the customer is. So it's negotiable. It, it's very negotiable. Okay. It would depend on who the customer is. It would depend on the appetite that the property has to take the wager. Yeah. But, you know, certainly in an event like this, there are going to be bets that are going to come to the counter that we'll have to go upstairs and say, so-and-so is here, he's looking to bet this. And we'll let them decide uh, how much appetite for risk they have. But the good thing is, in a game like this where it's pick, minus 125 on the money line, or one and a half, minus 125, if a guy wanted to make a really significant bet on the Chiefs, let's just say, mm. we could move the line, and we could take back all the Philadelphia we want. Mm. It's, it's very easy to maneuver your position in a game like this with such a tight point spread and so much volume. Mm-hmm. The handle is going to be outrageous, we think. Do you think the main reason is because you've got great two-way action here? I think you're going to break. You're going to see all the handle records being broken this year, mm-hmm. and I think it's because there's great two-way, there's two high-profile teams, two good fan bases, and like I said, the, the normalcy of, of Nevada, mm-hmm. really for the first time in three years, mm-hmm. the city is back to normal, and I think all those things will contribute. 
So the mayor, Oscar Goodman, joined yesterday as we talked about. He was having some fun here saying that, hey, he wanted to uh, do like a prop wager to the Philadelphia Eagles. He was having fun. He was giving Cornegay a, ba- a bad time yesterday. And he's saying, hey, you know, come on. Why, why can't you just write my bet on a, uh, you know, on a cocktail napkin or something like back in the old days? Because <laughs> he's going, Jay's going, well, you know, if we, if we can put it through, Oscar, we'll put it through. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so uh, well, it's, just, it's a, just a lot of fun when you talk about, you know, what people like to do on this day. And then, you know, the evolution of betting as well, too, over the years. It's a little more regular. Regulated now, uh, I think. I, I, I sometimes I hear stories from some of these uh, o- older bookmakers, and I'm just like, "Wow, yeah, uh, yeah we can't do that." Uh, <laughs> things are a little bit more regulated these days, for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure Mayor Goodman has stories that I I'll never hear. <laughs> exactly. Uh, John Murray joins us. All right, let's talk about the props. Obviously, uh, man, like you said, man, the. Uh, I got the staple right here. It's crazy. This thing's heavy. Oh, yeah, I mean, this thing is heavy. I almost needed a, a duffel bag to carry this this prop thing up here. So, uh, about five hundred props in there. Five hundred, yeah. and then, and that, that will account for roughly sixty percent of our business on Sunday. Mm-hmm. These props. So you think back to the last time Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl five years ago, we had this great future position on Philadelphia, and the public was all over New England. We crushed on the game. We crushed in the futures. We got slaughtered on props. So at the end of the day, when we graded everything, we were a winner. But, I mean, we thought we were going to win a huge amount of money if the Eagles won outright, and they did. So we won a number that was so, like, so disappointing. Whereas, I think the very next year... We really needed the Rams against New England, and New England won the game 13-3, to but we won so much on props because nothing happened Exactly. that yeah. we actually had a pretty good game. Yeah. So when people ask us in these meetings that we go to or, or the media, like, what are we rooting for? We're rooting for a boring game yeah. because it accounts for more than half of our handle. Yeah. That will determine more how we do than who wins the game. Right. You go back to the Eagles uh, Patriots game five plus years ago, where it was like what forty two to twenty three or whatever. Like I said, you had all kinds of scoring, you had different oh, yeah. people scoring. Like so every it, guy it, in the game scored a touchdown. Right, and when like you, if you if you yeah. played that day, if you had a helmet, you were in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And the, and the more scoring you get, obviously that's going to be you know better for the public as well, and you'll get some long shots. And again, you know, you got the Philly special. You know, again, that, that, that wasn't good for us. That wasn't Philly, good. Right? That was not good for yeah. us. Like, I Nick, mean, Nick, Nick Foles scoring Nick Foles a touchdown, ca- right? Him scoring a touchdown was like really bad for us. Yeah. That play was that was one of the worst plays I think I can remember. Yeah. And like that play and uh, the Super Bowl where they snap the ball over Manning's head. Right. Those are the two plays that are like burned in my memory. Yeah. Uh, that was not good. Because, like you said before, people will bet on this stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. some oh, of the yeah. the most. Oddball stuff that you think, okay, we're putting this thing on the board here. I mean, is anyone really going to bet on it? Like you've said before, I mean, of the 500 props that you have here, people will bet on just about every prop, correct? Oh, we will absolutely take multiple bets on every prop. So they ask us that. Are there any props that take zero tickets? The answer is no. There won't be a single thing we put up there that takes no bets. Now, some of the the cross-sport ones that I think our guys waste their time on because they're so ridiculous. They will get like a few tickets, and the amount of time spent on making those numbers probably doesn't pencil out. But everything will write a bet. So, what are some of the cross sport ones you have here? As, as, I'm, well, as got, I'm going through this thing, you know, it's 
I haven't got to that, those pages yet. So give us a couple that uh, well, there's are the, the ones board, to the, there's unique. like the ones to the Golden Knights. Uh, there's the ones to golfers. I told the guys that they they they're doing way too many NBA ones because remember we did these numbers like a week ago. And I'm like, why are you guys setting up all these NBA ones? You have no idea who's going to play in an NBA game that's 10 days away. You're just going to end up refunding half of them. Could be load management day, right? Uh, yeah, it's NBA. Right. So I'm looking I, at this I, I right now. Like you got Joel Embiid, uh, yeah. points versus the Eagles' rush attempts. Well, what uh, happens if Joel Embiid decides, hey, guys, I'm not playing today? Yeah, that's it. So I mean, uh, I mean, come on, Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> whose idea was it back there to to, to put got, Tyrese uh, Maxey on there? Who's fa- so whose fan is he? Our, our lead NFL bookmaker is this huge Philadelphia homer. I was just going to say that. So he thinks, and then you know, Jeff Sherman. I'm sure you know. Yeah. He's he's the reason why we got like twenty golf ones. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, hey, let's do a prop of Mahomes TD passes to some golf tournament in Africa. I'm yeah. like, well, Jeff, no one cares. Let, let Jeff know that yeah, Tiger Woods yeah, isn't yeah. playing anymore. Okay? Oh, he, oh he's, hey, Tiger Woods playing next weekend. Wait, well, next weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The guys, the, those guys do an unbelievable job. They're incredibly thorough. We write a ton of business on them. Sometimes I just think that they get too in the weeds on ones that no one's going to take a bet on. Or very few people are going to. Now, play. I'm sure this will, will, will get plenty of action. LeBron James points versus the Eagles points. And uh, LeBron's favored by four and a half there. Well, that that's a good one. Yeah. That's not, yeah. I mean, yeah, is, that LeBron, makes a lot of if sense. If LeBron plays, yeah. which he will because he didn't play last night against Milwaukee. There you go. So he, he'll play. He'll, I think. It's NBA. I guess I shouldn't say It's that. Super Bowl Sunday. I think he'll play. Super Bowl Sunday. They'll have some eyes because that game will take place prior to the Super Bowl. True. So, True. I, I, you know, I think yeah, you're right. that, that that goes into that stuff as well, too. But, uh, yeah, some uh, some crazy stuff. All right. Talk about the think tank there. So you guys all just get, get around yeah, and well, start you know, firing the, ideas at each other? The, the guys deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. It's six of our risk managers. I popped in over there to, to you know, bust our chops a little bit and, and take but they deserve all the credit. They do all the work. I mean, one of the biggest things is, you know, we're operating our Superbook in seven states right now. And different states have different rules. Like, you can't do the coin toss in some states. You can't do this prop in some states. Someone's got to be going through and checking every bet to make sure that we're allowed to take it mm-hmm. in the different jurisdictions. That's yeah. a job in and yeah. of itself. People got to remember, I mean, like, you can't uh, wager on the color of the Gatorade. No, no. Well, we can't do that in yeah. any of our exactly. states. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but somebody's got to be checking all those things. That's a lot of work. Yeah. They kick out. They kick around the ideas. Uh, they all throw out numbers. They come to a consensus. And then you got a couple of guys that are over there just entering the data into the system. Because yeah. somebody's got to be put, like what you see up on your odds boards there, someone's got to manually type all that in. Yeah. And then on Sunday, we'll all convene in the risk room. And as the props are, go, are being graded, we'll grade them in real time. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mahomes' first pass. Okay, well, we can grade complete or incomplete right now. We don't have to wait for the game to be over. Right. And we'll grade them in real time. And we always tell the guys, during the game, there's no outside conversation. Unless you're helping us grade a prop, just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> because we can't have a bunch of nonsense going on. And it's not like you guys are sitting there enjoying the game as well. That's, oh, no, that's off no, limits. There's no enjoyment whatsoever. Right. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, the only time we can we can take a break at halftime. Yeah. Well, you got 40 minutes. Yeah, that's you know, true. Think, think about it this. Now, how many yeah. Rihanna songs do you know? That's what I want to know. I don't think I know any. There you go. See? The, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Numchuck, know. I'm telling you again. See, we, we put this. So I, I doubt all, all week we've been asking for Super Bowl. Does she have a song called scores. Umbrella? Uh, that is true. Yeah. That's the name uh, of the umbrella. song? Umbrella's oh. right. Yeah. I know one Rihanna so, song. So you got one. Okay. I got one. That's so a win. win. It's not a win because, it, again, he already said no. So you, you can't pass. <laughs> that's like past posting. 
You can't yeah, do that. that's not really fair. Right, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, so, that's true. So, so, so here was my thing is that when you have these halftime shows, when you are kind of going to a specific genre, 75% of the football audience is not going to care. They're not going to no. care. They're not going to know a, a lot of the songs. Oh, okay? no, no. So the R&B. Well, maybe people, last other, year. Yeah. Last year, I think a lot of football It was. Fans, but yeah. again, when you start doing the multi-acts and that sort of thing, and if you cross over, you're going to get that. But yeah. when you do like a Rihanna, or years ago they did a Clint Black, okay, sure, he's great. But if you're not in the country, you're not going to care. You're yeah, not going to watch it. You're not going to know the songs. True. So we put this to the test, and we actually went over 75% of our guests did not know a Rihanna song. Wow. And you're part of that seventy over seventy five percent now. I think you put well, us over. We, we got we got a battle every year at halftime because you know obviously when while the game's going on we've got the audio cranked way up. Yeah. Because this room is packed, so yeah. we got to crank it way up. At halftime, normally we would lower the volume so that our employees can hear the bets come in over the counter. But then the customers go nuts because they want to listen to the halftime show and the commercials and the commercials. So right. it's it's always a we got to find that fine line because. Yeah. Then you got your customers back here. They're singing along to the songs. <laughs> your guy up at the window is screaming his bed over. It's uh, it's a little tough. But that sounds like good reality TV show. Yeah, we manage. It's not. I'm exaggerating. It's not. It's I really know. not too bad. I know. That's funny stuff, man. And of course, there's no eating involved back during this game back there, right? You, uh, no, no, I, no. You, we got we got, a whole, we got a food spread. I know you got they, one they, back they there, but I'm just saying spread. you got you got to stay focused, like you said. Oh yeah, you know? we could ban it if you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, fine. no, no, I don't want to get anybody mad. But it is like a four hour game, you know, four hour day. You know, with it's, the it's a long day, but it, yeah. I, it's it's one of my favorite days of the year because. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of excitement. There's a lot of volume. There's a lot of money on the line. And when it's over, we can finally kind of take a breath. Right. Because football season's over, and then we can start focusing on college basketball and golf. All right. So we're not obviously going to ask you uh, for a pick or anything. Uh, I already said on the show, I don't know. You don't know. Everyone's already asked me. You're, you're, I don't yeah. know. All right. Key, key factors. Key factors of winning this game. What's it going to come down to? Well, give, give us an intangible. Mahomes' Mahomes' health is what it'll come down yeah. to. I know that's so obvious, but yeah. it's the truth. I mean, is, is if Pat Mahomes can't move around, why did the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl two years ago? Because they couldn't block the Buccaneers. Yeah. If Mahomes can't move, that Eagles defense is going to feast on him, hmm. and 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 Philadelphia is going to win. Hmm. But if Mahomes is back to full health, I, I definitely like their chances because we don't know. Sirianni and and Hertz have gotten a lot of credit, but we don't know how they're going to react if they're down by 10 points in the third quarter on Sunday. They've never really faced any adversity the whole season, not in a significant game. How is Jalen Hurts going to react if he is down 10 with five minutes left in the third quarter and he's got to take over at his own 20-yard line? I don't know. I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts. Again, I think that guy is just hey, he's no, great. No, but we no, just, nothing is going. But he's got him, he's yeah. got this great offensive line. He's always playing from ahead. I just don't know how he'll handle a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Eagles and the Chiefs, two rabid fan bases, like you said. Uh, talk a little bit about the atmosphere. What that's going to be like in here on Sunday? Oh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, the, the Eagles fan. The Eagles fans are great. They're loud. They're obnoxious. I mean, they're great for business. The Kansas City fans, they're, they're almost, they're not there yet because it's such a good fan base, but they're inching towards that, like, spoiled, where it's getting to be a little bit of old hat. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen a team host a conference championship game five years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy how spoiled the Chiefs fans are getting. They're yeah. getting towards it. Yeah. Uh, but I know both fan bases are going to be stoked on Sunday. 
It'll be uh, wild in here. You guys have also got the International Theater where you had Football Central during the course of uh, the regular season. That'll be uh, uh, packed in there as well with the 4K video, video wall and everything. And again, uh, I know that uh, you guys will sell out with your VIP pods and stuff here. Just oh, yeah. again, if a great place to be. And again, non-smoking for those that uh, can appreciate that. But uh, just, I, I really, you know, not just saying that. I I don't think there is a better place to watch the game than here. I'm excited. But let's remind everybody: you don't have to wait in line. You don't. I I you know for years and years I've been out here, and I can remember being a teller here, and a, and a line supervisor at the beginning of my career. And customers would complain about waiting in line, and you'd have to be like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." You know, it is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, when they complain about waiting in line, I'm like. <laughs> Go, go get a phone account. <laughs> I don't. I don't even feel bad for him anymore. Yeah. Sign up for a phone account, and if you bet a hundred bucks, we'll give you a hundred bucks. Yeah. We'll cover all your deposit fees. You don't have to wait in line all weekend. The only thing you will have to do is wait in line to cash out your account at the end of the day. But we'll have private windows for the mobile players. Okay. So you really you get to avoid that part of the process. Yeah. I, I I don't understand how anyone doesn't do that. No, you need that and again for a lot of people that uh, may not be regular, you know, sports betters. Sure. Uh, to hear, you know, the, the mobile app option is And you the don't best. Have, you don't have to be a Nevada resident. I think that's a key thing. That's something right? that's something a lot of people right. don't understand. If you're in town from Missouri, from Pennsylvania, from California, you can sign up for our app and you can bet until you leave. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a Nevada resident with a Nevada ID to use the mobile app. Yeah. Get a phone account. It'll save you a lot of time, a lot of heartburn. Absolutely. And, again, bet where you watch the game, wherever you're at. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're in the state of Nevada, you can make that wager. And, like you said, for first-time you know, people that are opening up an account, uh, deposit 100 You guys will give them 100 200 bucks to play with. Yeah. Pretty good deal, yeah. I think. And, a- uh, and for me, time is money. Yeah. Not having to wait in line all weekend. That's the best thing. One thing to remember, though, I know we, we grade the props in real time, and we're going to do it as fast as we can, but you got to give us a little bit of time at the end of the game. Right. Because there, there are going to be certain props that we can't grade until the game's over. So it'll, it'll take a little while. There's a little bit of a process there. And you but guys would normally say 60 to 90 minutes. It, for, we we, you know, we right? say that. It's, it's so exaggerated. Yeah. Like if you tell somebody 90 and you get it done in 15 yeah. They think you're a dynamo. Right. <laughs> you know, realistically, it'll take 20 to 30 minutes. Right. Well, my friend, uh, enjoy tomorrow. Continue with the hype. Uh, gear up, rest up, stay hydrated for yeah, Sunday. I will. I will. You know, and then Monday, kind of get to exhale a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking about Monday. I'm just going to sleep all day. Yeah, I figured so that. I'll let somebody else deal I mean, with the fallout. I mean, that's your normal day off anyway. Yeah, right? I'll let somebody else deal with the fallout. There you go. And then the we crank it right back up and we start gearing yeah. for, for March Madness. Yes, sir. you got to love that. I love it, man. All right, John. Appreciate it as always, brother. You got all it. right. John Murray, the executive director here at the Superbook. As we continue on here on this fabulous football Friday, Scott Spritzer in the house. Uh, he will be joining us. We'll talk with him. And then, of course, next hour, the quarterback, Jay Schrader, in, along with also uh, Marco D'Angelo, Trevor Maddich, our best bet segment, and Robert Cool Bell, the legendary icon, the founder of Cool and the Gang, will be with us here as they are in concert here tonight and tomorrow. Hang tight for all of that right here. It is the T.C. Martin Show on this fabulous football Friday from the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Hey, this is Steve Heitner, and you're listening to T.C. Martin. He's huge, baby. Oh, yes, so fresh. So fresh here on a Friday inside the 
Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Cool and the gang performing here tonight and tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. Robert Cool Bell will be joining us. The legendary founder. 59 years Cool and the gang has been playing and still going strong. So Robert Bell will be joining us uh, next hour. Best bets as well. And I think for the first time this football season, i got to give him a, a bad time because uh, this uh, Scott Spritzer is, and I have known each other forever. He's been coming on my show forever and forever. And uh, But the first time we've got him here at the Superbook. So uh, thank you very much for being here, my man, finally. Thanks for having me. And to the guy who just asked, no, I'm not Robert Coolbell. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's been tough getting down here this season. And I was, I'm really kind of bummed here, and I'm going to give him a hard time for this. Yeah. One of the reasons I came down, don't take this wrong, TC, was because I thought Marco was going to be here today. And we got some settling up to do. And, yeah. and so he's not here, and I'm a little bummed by that. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, he'll be on the phone so we can hash it out then. I don't think Marco and I have actually done a show together in person since like 2018. Right. So yeah. I was looking forward to that. But uh, good to be here, man. I, I love the Westgate. Yeah. You know, I, I get down here once in a great while, and it's just good to see the place filled. And a town filling up with some 300,000 people from what I've heard over the weekend. So yeah. really good to be down here. Yeah. And of course, I mean, you're a longtime uh, contestant uh, player here in, sure. the, in the Super yep. Contest. This so, year. Exactly. So, you know, uh, you've been doing this a, a long time here. We've you know, done radio shows here in the past. So it's, it's great. And, and the plan was to have you and Marco here. But because we have, uh, you know, such a long guest list uh, today, we, we had to rotate people in and out and that sort of thing. So uh, appreciate you being here. But yeah, we'll definitely, especially as March Madness approaches oh, yeah. uh, we'll have our two handicapper extraordinaires uh, on, <laughs> uh, of the show on the show here oh, i can't wait and then uh, yeah. and plus you know uh, you know he has been you know and trevor maddich both of them have really been talking a lot about you because you know even though we're not playing for anything but people are you know uh, do ask all the time about our best bet segment and uh, you marco trevor have been like neck and neck coming down the back stretch i think is uh, trevor just uh, on the show described it the other day it was like oh, I'm a length behind Scott, you know, and, and Marco's <laughs> right there, and down the stretch they come. But the three of you guys have had fantastic years, and, and, and kudos to you because that you will end up with the, the, the best record. Um, I think even if uh, it depends on what you do this weekend, but another I'm nice 2-0 and o last week. <laughs> yeah, you're going to pass. Yeah. You, oh, you're going to go load management on us. Load management. That's there what you you're going to do, huh? <laughs> Me and the NBA. We're yeah. all about load management. You, you always have a flashback to a guy who's like leading the National or American League in batting, right? Oh, but I'm going to take the last game Absolutely. off. That happens all the time, yes, right? Of I course. I, I don't want to lose my 322 average I, to this guy who's 319 behind me. Oh, I'm off today. I, I got I got a contract year coming up, man. I, I you know <laughs> having that on your resume is being number one. That's true. You know you gotta you gotta you gotta use all the weapons possible that are in your back pocket. You oh, know, no doubt. <laughs> Scott Sprites are into the house. All right, man. Handicapping this Super Bowl. Uh, talk to me about it. Well, I think it's 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 really tough to call a side in this one. I really believe that. Um, and, of course, the line says so with it sticking around one and a half. Saw a couple of twos around Vegas earlier today. Uh, but I think here it's still at one and a half. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, that's telling that it's probably going to be a close game when you, you know, and I know the betting has been probably more tickets. I don't know about just at the Westgate, uh, but around town, there's been more betting on Philadelphia than KC. I, I, I was listening to the show with you and John coming in, and I heard you say it about KC being a public team, and I think you're going to 
start seeing some action yeah. coming in on KC over the next 48 hours. But, uh, yeah, I, I looked at the total, and that's what I actually got involved with early on. And uh, I'll give you a little hint of who I've got there because we'll talk about it a little bit more later. But I, I got a better total than it, than it sits right now for what I got. So, you know, really? uh, that'll kind of tell you where I went. But, yeah. um, you know, there's so many what-ifs about this Super Bowl that I think is different than most of the last decade of Super Bowls for me. It's like, okay, what if Kansas City's top two or three receivers are healthy? What if they're not? Uh, what if... Jalen Hurts' shoulder is acting up. You know, there's all these what-ifs that we don't normally have going into a Super Bowl that I can recall in the last 10 years. So it makes handicapping that side a little bit difficult, a little bit tough. Uh, you've got, you know, a couple of key players on defense for each team that's a little bit big. Well, Casey, I should say that's a little bit banged up. Philadelphia, by the way, other than the possibility of maybe Hurts and his shoulder, I was looking at their injury report again yeah. yesterday, and I'm like, they look like they're heading into training camp. There's <laughs> right. nobody hurt it's true. other than a possible shoulder injury yeah. at Jalen Hurts. I look at KC's, they got a list of injuries, you know. So it, it's a situation where there's all these possible scenarios based on who's going to be at least 90% or 85% when this game kicks off. And I don't recall seeing key players like that in going into a Super Bowl uh, very much over the last 10 to 20 years. So I think it makes handicap. And I got to play. I'll tell you this on the side. We'll give scores yeah. or whatever you want to do. Yeah. But I think handicapping this side has been is tough. Yeah. I have uh, I've said it all week, and, I, and I'm still saying it today, that uh, I am on the fence. I have not okay. made my play yet. I'm not sure which way I'm going. Uh, hopefully, you know, within another hour and a half with uh, with all you guys, you know, I'll, I'll come to something. But I, I can't recall ever being like this. Right. I, I usually I'm pretty, you know, committed to who I like and why. But I keep going back and forth. I can make a, a, a case for both sides. And even the total, I can make yeah. a case uh, as well. But anyway, going back to what you said, it, it is very unusual thinking that uh, – we don't have more of the injury factor in Super Bowls, especially you know when you're talking about a 17-game season and 18 right. weeks and the physicality and the brutality that we see you know, uh, in the NFL now. And sure, you know, quarterbacks are, are a little more protected in this and that, but still, you know, other skill position players, guys in the trenches, you would think that you would have more right. injuries. You don't have it with Philadelphia, but you know, with Kansas City, you got some key injuries at the, the skill position players. So, yeah, it, it does make it uh, tough to handicap. But I really don't think it's going to really come down to that uh, unless somebody gets hurt during the course of the game. But remember, when we talked about San Francisco and Philadelphia, it was the same type of conversation. Wow, can make a case for both sides. Sure. I know you like Philadelphia in that game, but that San Francisco defense and the Niners came in winning 12 in a row, and all of a sudden, boom, San Francisco's first possession, their quarterback gets hurt, all of a sudden now throw everything out the window. Uh, you know, The third-string quarterback's hurt, go to the fourth-string quarterback, he gets hurt, now they have no quarterbacks allowed to even make and a Josh pass. Josh Johnson doesn't belong in the league, exactly. so he wasn't exactly. even a real third-string right. quarterback. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was number four, and then, yeah. you know, so, then Purdy comes in, oh, we're not going to allow you to, to throw a pass. So it was just, it, it was weird. I just hope that nothing like that happens in this game. But I think Mahomes is going to be fine because uh, he's gotten the best treatment, the best care. They've been very, very careful with him. We've seen some video of him actually uh, running. And I'll give Andy Reid credit. Uh, I always love Andy Reid as a coach. But he's not one of these guys that just does a bunch of walkthroughs or jogthroughs. I mean, they've gone full speed at their practices on Wednesday and Thursday, yeah. which is, uh, you know, which is getting them ready. I don't know exactly what the Eagles are doing, but I I believe that Patrick Mahomes is is going to be okay, and he's it's not going to be a factor. Seeing him play two Sundays ago makes me think that it was overblown a little bit. Mm -hmm. High ankle sprain, 
he's not playing like that. High ankle sprain. Five days after he has a high ankle yeah. sprain or whatever, right. seven days. And so right. Right. I, I don't think it was as serious. It might be aggravating or annoying and frustrating for some of the things he can and can't do with the injury, but that wasn't a legit 100% high ankle sprain because he wouldn't have been out there doing what he did mm. in the conference championship if it was. As great as he is, he wouldn't have been doing that. What I always say to people is be careful of all the questionable players, this and that and the other, and basing a game like this off of what you think might be happening rather than what you know is happening. And I say that because do you really think Andy Reid doesn't know how how effective guys like Juju Schuster are going to be by now? Right. Uh, do you think he doesn't know, you know, his other receivers that are listed as questionable or probable, how how they're how well they're going to be able to play and line up and how effective they could potentially be on Sunday by now? So I kind of try to throw that stuff out the window, thinking if a guy's listed as questionable, I'm about 95% sure he's going to play. Yeah. And and that means like a guy like Schuster, you know, he's hey, listed as hey, questionable. Don't you know the uh, new questionable is the old probable? There you whatever, go. You know, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right. Yeah. I talk to, you know, I talk to handicappers at Betters every night when I'm handicapping NBA, college basketball yeah. or whatever. Well, NBA is a different animal. Yeah. Leave that out of the mix yeah. of load management. But when you talk about college basketball or college football and we're like, you know, this guy's questionable, that guy's, it's Friday. He's questionable. He's playing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like one of those situations. So. Yeah. And, 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 and if there is anybody who's been listed as potentially questionable for this team, I don't think they waited till Friday or Saturday, 40 or 24 hours before the Super Bowl to say, oh, crap, we got to change our game plan a little bit because this guy's not going to play. Andy Reid knows and has known for a while who's going to be able to play, who's not, and if they have to adjust their play calling at all for that. So that doesn't bother me a whole lot. The thing about Patrick Mahomes being able to move around, that Super Bowl a couple years ago where they got just crushed by Tampa Bay, What's his name? Eric Fisher? Was that the lineman? I'm trying to think. He got yeah. hurt. Eric Fisher, uh, correct. You know, in the playoffs. That was huge. Yeah, and so yeah. he's banged up. Then yeah. he gets hurt. They had a couple of other yeah. offensive linemen hurt. Mahomes um, wasn't at his healthiest. And because of that, he wasn't able to move around because he had no time at all. I mean, he's going to have a little bit of time, you would think, with his offensive line being healthy for the most part for this game. I, I think what, it, what it's going to come down to, TC, is, you know, Philly loves to play zone. They're the second team since 1982 to have five players with eight or more sacks. They've got four players with 12 or more sacks. Second team since 1982. Think yeah. about that. I think it was the Raiders in 83. But anyway, when you look at Mahomes, he's going to have to be able to get enough time to let Kelsey beat the zone, find open spaces, and then be able to deliver that football. That's such a key part of their offense. Nobody beats a zone like Kelsey, right. and he averages over 17 yards per catch, per reception, against zone defenses. So if Mahomes could get at least enough time, maybe to run a little bit parallel to the line of scrimmage while he's waiting Chelsea to find an open spot on the field to beat the zone, then they got a good shot to win this football game. If he's not able to do that, not able to buy time, or that sack rush just, you know, which is phenomenal as it is, yeah. gets after him, then it's going to be a tough road for the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. And I, I think we'll probably know it by the end of the first quarter. Yeah. You know, and they'll, they'll make their adjustments. So funny about Kelsey, you hear all the time the stories, like 40% of the game he doesn't even have a route <laughs> when they break the huddle. It's go up there and get open. Yeah. You know, go behind the Honda which is right behind the Toyota, yeah, cut right, right at the curb, <laughs> and at the yield sign, that's where the ball is going to be. You be there. You know, that's basically what it is. Yeah, it's it's true. And uh, you know, on the flip side of that, I think the Eagles are going to be able to do what they want to do offensively as well too. Yeah. Now we're we always hear that Steve Spagnola, you know, is this defensive guru and he loves blitzing. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's going to blitz against the Eagles, I, I think that is a 
It's just what he does. And so sure. the Eagles are going to be prepared for that, all right? That is going to leave you one-on-one coverage with – you know, Devonta Smith with A.J. Brown against that secondary sure. with three rookies. Yep. And that could be death. And then what also happens when you go man-to-man coverage, especially with deep, deep routes, it's going to leave Jalen Hurts all kinds of running. Open spaces. Exactly. Yeah. So what you're talking about and what I'm talking about on the other side, that kind of plays into your bet, I think, right. is for, 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 for right. going well, you know, <laughs> as in a lot of points uh, <laughs> being scored uh, in, in this game. And you do. got two high-octane offenses. And you go back and you look at the uh, the points that these teams have been putting up. Kansas City, they don't put up like a 40, 45-point game like we see with the Eagles, but they are consistent as can be. You go through their scores, and it's just lock him in for 24 to 27. Sure. Just about every game, it's 24 or 27 all the way through. Right. You know, the Eagles have, uh, you know, put up a, a couple 40 plus, you know, you know, games, 30 plus games. We, we've seen that. But um, yeah, it, it does kind of, for those over betters, it kind of does sway that way. And I know the public has been on it because we've seen, you know, the Sharps as well, too, that uh, this thing has opened, you know, like we're on a 49 or so and skyrocketed um, yeah. to 51, 51 and a half, right? Got hit by a couple of big six-figure wagers, which six figures doesn't sound like that much anymore these days. But it did, right? You know, early on, first couple of days uh, that the total in the line was out, the over got hit by a couple of six-figure bets, which kind of started to push it up. Got up to, like, what, 51, then it got knocked down by half a point or whatever. And now it's back up. I've seen as high as 51 and a half in some shops today. Uh, But, uh, you know, I, I... Besides the fact of what I said, Kansas City is going to have to do offensively, and they're going to have to stretch the field and turn, you know, like extended running plays into part of their game like they normally do with, you know, maybe a guy like Pacheco coming out of the backfield. On the flip side, as far as Philadelphia is concerned, I just think there's so much that you've got to pay attention to. Kansas City gave up four and a half yards per carry this year. Kansas City's defense is 27th in opponent's QBR, quarterback rating. So if Mahomes, excuse me, if Hertz can get time behind that line of scrimmage or behind that offensive line, get some decent pass blocking, uh, be able to pull the ball down and run with it like he tends to do and likes to do when he's got those open spaces against man yeah. coverage, then I think that, that defense is going to be, boy, worn out by the fourth quarter for Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people I heard you guys talking about today, just something that I, I, I like to come out and try to say this so I don't forget. I'm getting old. But <laughs> when I hear people talking about Philly's soft schedule – I, I don't know why it bothers me, TC. I'm not a Philly guy. <laughs> and I know but, you, you said it last yeah, week on the I'm show as well. Like, and when John was going there, I was thinking about you. As well. I, I, I can't like, remember if I said it last week on your show or not. Yeah, you you know? did, yeah. But again, I look at the yeah. divisions and I'm like, so you're telling me the AFC West was tougher than the yeah. NFC East this year? Absolutely yeah. not. They had six games against you know, the Giants, against uh, who else? The Commanders, and against Cowboys. the Cowboys. Yeah. They, you know, Kansas City had four games against the Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, they, they went up against Russell Wilson, who had no clue this year. And then you could throw the Chargers into the mix. You're going to split with the Chargers yeah, and all the Chargers likelihood. are not outstanding. Yeah, so, you, yeah I mean, yeah. Philadelphia goes five and one against those three teams, as yeah. should Kansas City. On the flip side, when you're playing at the New York Giants this year, who just had their coach named as Coach of the Year, they did a fantastic job uh, with you know good running game, the whole shebang. Yeah. And then you got to go up against the Commanders, who were better in the second half of the year than they were the first uh, half of the year. And then the Cowboys, who had enough talent to be playing tomorrow or on Sunday, mm-hmm. but couldn't get there because their quarterback's a little shaky. He's a mediocre quarterback for the most part. And they got a coach who sometimes <laughs> I was going to McCarthy. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this guy doing? Right. It's like plays are being called, and he's just sitting there smiling and watching the field, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so when you look at that defense, 
that they have, the talent. The cal- I mean, that's three good teams that they had to face yeah. six times. That's a third of the season, yeah. a little bit more than a third of the season. So yeah. I kind of disagree on the Phillies played a soft schedule. I, if they lose to Kansas City on Sunday, it's not going to be because they played a so-called soft schedule. It's because Kansas City is going to make the plays and Philly's not. Right. And if it was that soft of a schedule that really mattered that much, I don't know that the line would be one and a half Philly. You know, people will, will look at that kind of stuff, especially when you're scoring 35 or 40 points and, you know, against certain opponents and that sort of thing. They'll, they'll, they'll say that. And then when you look at your losses to, to be into the Saints and the commanders and non-playoff teams, they'll say, oh, well, look, so they lost to those guys. So I, I, can, I can see that. But I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, what we can all agree on, I think the main emphasis is, is they did have – a cushy path, but it looked like it was going to be a tough path. You know, if you're facing the 49ers sure. team that's that has a you know that has a healthy you know Brock Purdy or you know a, a Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, and, yeah. and they made that happen. Yeah, you know they knocked out Purdy, they knocked yeah. out Johnson. Yeah, those guys didn't trip over the first down chains. Yeah, those guys got their butts kicked because of a fierce pass rush. Keep in mind too, Scott, that uh, the uh, Eagles put up 31 points in that game with only 269 yards of total offense. I mean, they, 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 yeah. they, they didn't have a lot of offense, but right. it, it was efficiency and right. and give credit to the defense, you know, sure. you know, obviously as well. Scott Spicer joins us, DocSports.com. You go to DocSports.com and get Scott's plays. He's fantastic. All sports. Uh, again, the KBO, whatever it takes. Uh, KBO. He's, he's oh, everywhere. Man. Exactly. That, that reminds me of the lockdown year, so uh, don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> Prop bets. Uh, obviously, we're going to be. In our best bets, we're going to be giving them out our best cider total and sure. also a prop bet here. But uh, give us a couple that, you know, because I know how you normally roll with this thing. You'll right. look at it anywhere from four to seven, correct me if I'm wrong, right. every year. Uh, you'll dwindle it down, and you usually are pretty darn good at your prop bets. So uh, just give us something to, to think about here for Sunday. Yeah, I, I normally play five, maybe seven tops. This year I've got four. That I consider See, legit I was bets. in your pocket. There you go. Four and, seven. Yeah. And I, the first thing I do, and I tell people all the time, and I learned this the hard way many, many years ago, like most of us when we were young, it's uh, I don't tie prop bets to who I think is going to win the game. Um, because if I lose the game, boy, am I magnifying my losses by tying everything, correlating everything to who I thought was going to win the football game. Everything I do with props, it has, to have, it has to be able to be accomplished no matter who's winning the game, whether it's 42 to 7 or it's 7 7 in the fourth quarter. So I look at that stuff. And that eliminates a whole lot of props right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. I don't correlate props. So I'll give you one real quick that um, that I jumped on, and that's uh, shortest touchdown, which is under one and a half yards. Mm-hmm. And it was minus a buck fifty-five, but I'm going to tell you on the yes, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you why it is too short. Seventy uh, percent of the last 33 Super Bowls have seen a touchdown of less than two yards, mm-hmm. a goal line touchdown. Right. And so you're talking 23 out of 33. If you laid a buck fifty, and sometimes this line has been around a buck thirty, I just use a buck fifty for an example. If you laid a buck fifty in all thirty-three of those Super Bowls, including the, the games you lost, that prop, playing a dime, you would have made eight dimes in those thirty-three Super Bowls. Eight of the last ten Super Bowls have seen a touchdown of one yard. And so you do get down there. You get inside that five-yard line, and then you got a chance to punch the ball in a couple of times inside the two-yard line, and it happens year after year. And you get a pass interference in the end zone. You can get a pass they interference. Put the ball on the yeah, one. I mean, so Probably it's like one of these, you know, a yeah. uh, false start and back into the six-yard line, which we've seen, right? Exactly. Which people are going, ah! Exactly. And I'm all about value. So if you take yeah. those numbers, 
throw them all into the mixer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You come out with a, a, a prop that should be minus two dollars or higher, not minus a buck fifty, buck fifty-five. Right. So that's value on under one and a half yards mm. uh, as far as the shortest touchdown. So that's one of. I've actually got four that I call legit. I've got about seven that I made overall, and I do play the entertainment stuff. I like to you know dab yeah. a little bit here for pizza money, as I like to call it. Right. So I have a few more props, but the ones that I legitimately play are all. I mean, they, none of them have anything to do with who I think is going to win the football game right. because I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again, ATC. Yeah, so they're not correlated. <laughs> I, I get that. And when I'm looking at props, I'm not a huge prop guy, but that's what I look at as well, too. I'm just like, okay, this, you know, I'm just looking at the game, looking at the matchups, that sort sure. of thing, and not like, well, I'm going to play this if I think the Eagles are going to win or the Chiefs are going to win. So it, it sounds like definitely the, the smart way uh, to go about it. All right, good stuff here. We are live at the Westgate inside the Superbook. Uh, this place will be. Uh, rolling all weekend long a great day for college basketball uh, tomorrow and then of course sunday kick it off at 3 30 the games will be up in the international theater on the 4k video wall uh great place to watch the games and also inside uh the sports book as well too which you can appreciate scott non-smoking we gotta love the non-smoking sports book right but uh for gr- those of us who used to do to a show at the stardust way back in the day and you <laughs> yeah. joined me a few times yes and I, I probably have half black lung even though i've never smoked in my life i've just been at the stardust uh, doing those shows i'm just gonna say that you would have liked it we had a, a, a guy come by yesterday, comes by on a pretty regular basis uh, to come check out the show. Had the old Stardust hat on. No way. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I think, I think he got that like in 1988 or whatever, and he's still sporting <laughs> it. And uh, so we had some good conversation uh, about the Stardust. That's and, good stuff. Yeah. I still got a Stardust coffee mug. Yeah. And my kid, she's now 18, but when she was like seven, started reaching for it one day, and I about went nuts. I was like, no, no, no. I was trying to be nice about it. You know, not scare the heck out of her. But I still got the old Stardust coffee cup. Hey, we think about old Las Vegas. Okay, you think about the Stardust, but then you think about this place as well, too. Oh, yeah. The Hilton, then later the Westgate, and it's right here. All right, we'll talk more Eagles. We'll talk more Chiefs. The quarterback of the show, Jay Schrader, is in the house. He will join us. Best bets coming up also next segment. Robert Cool Bell from Cool and the Gang, he will join us. They are performing live here tonight and tomorrow. Scott Spicer staying, hangs with us. Marco D'Angelo, Trevor Maddich will join us for best bets. It is a frenzy football Friday as we are talking Super Bowl nonstop to 4 o'clock right here on the T.C. Martin Show. Capital of the world. Car out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crowtree. Caught it. He caught it. He caught it. The Raiders have the lead. 35-34. It's the TC Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. TC Martin. The doctor is now in. Live here at the Westgate, Las Vegas, the world famous Superbook is a football Friday edition. And you got to love that here. 
TC Martin, Scott Spritzer in the house. Join us, uh, one of our handicapper extraordinaires. I say our featured handicapper because we've been doing it for so long together. Appreciate him uh, being here. Jay Schrader, the quarterback, is back with us in the house here today. And then also join us this hour, Trevor Match, Marco D'Angelo, for our best bet segment, our final one of the year. And then uh, Robert Cool Bell from Cool and the Gang will be joining us at the bottom of the hour, talking a little football, but also the legendary cool the gang who will be performing here tonight inside uh, the Westgate at the International Theater uh, tonight and tomorrow. But glad to have everyone with us here. Hour number two. John Murray joined us in hour number one. Scott Spritzer also. Uh, we were talking about uh, prop bets and everything else. Of course, the Super Bowl hype uh, plenty here. And the quarterback now, Jay Schrader, looking good, my man. Glad to have you back here. Glad to be back. Glad to be up and around and moving around and, you know, Back out amongst the folks. There you go. You got to love being out in in front of the public, yeah. the people guy that you are. Yeah. yeah. yeah there it is. Uh, always uh, love having you on, man. So when we start handicapping this uh, this Super Bowl here, what's hitting you, man? We've had two weeks to di- diagnose it, to digest it. Are you still as confused and on the fence as, as I am? Yes, no question about it. And I haven't been this way. You know me. I'm just right. like, both of you guys know. I just well, I haven't been like this. Well, here's help my, me out. Yeah, well, here's my reasoning. Philadelphia can run the football, which nobody in the NFL does anymore. Right. Right. right? So uh, can Kansas City stop them? This is number one. Number two, yes, Philly's got a pretty good defense, but nobody stops Kansas City. Kansas City's offense. Right. They're going to score points. Okay. And I'm, you know go back and forth and i hope it's a really good game that's all i hope for you know i really do i want a good game i don't want one of these blowouts i want it to come down to you know towards the end of the game and somebody making plays to to win the thing so but yes i go back and forth all the time i see good points on both sides you know both teams can win it there's no question about it it's not like hey everybody's dominated on one team or another i think both teams are can win it and i think that's you know why you see the spread the way it is i think it's you know how enjoyable is it to see two quarterbacks that you have the utmost confidence and faith in. If you like the Eagles, you got to love yeah. what Jalen Hurts is all about. I mean, the calm, right. the cool demeanor, the accuracy, everything, the running threat. And then, yeah. of course, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the only thing, the only question I have about the two quarterbacks is who, who can stay healthy during the game? Okay, right. I mean, that's going to be the sure. point, right? Jalen Hurts has got a bad shoulder already, but he needs to run the football. That's part of Philly's offense. And Patrick Mahomes needs to be able to move around because when he moves around, he makes stuff happen that, you know, it's just ungodly, right? So who can stay healthy during the game and who's not limited during the game? If both those guys can stay healthy, I'm I'm looking for a, a heck of a game. I really am. Key factor for you when you're looking at this, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, anything, the intangibles. The key, fa- key factor for me is Kansas City Chiefs defense being able to stop the Philadelphia Eagles on first down run plays mm-hmm. and put them into longer yardage situations where they have to throw the ball. Because uh, Philly will run it three times, four times, six times in a row. They don't care yeah. as long as they're moving the ball. Um, so they're going to have to come up with a way to stop the run early uh, and force the Eagles into passing situations. That's the key for me. What about you, Scott? Yeah, I think if Kansas City can hold the Philadelphia offense in check through the yeah. first 15 minutes or so, uh, nobody scored more points on an opening possession than Philly this year. It's like 62. Uh, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I was just sitting down there. You were talking about prop bets. Mm-hmm. My, my prop bet is Philly scores first. Oh, okay. I've got them first quarter. Yeah. yeah to I, score a touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll score first because I think, you know, just the 
the way they run the football, I think Kansas City is going to have to adjust to it. So I, sure. I think Philly will score first. I think if Casey gets up ten nothing, I mean, finally we'll get I'll to be see, shocked. Yeah, I'll, I would yeah. be shocked, but I, we'll finally get to see Philadelphia really have to maybe switch things a little bit because. I'm not one of those that says Philadelphia played an ultra soft schedule. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me earlier, but I look at their division. I look at KC's division. Yeah. Not that Kansas City played a soft schedule, but I think playing the Broncos and Raiders four times is a little bit easier than playing the Cowboys and the Giants this yeah. year four times, for instance. But I do, I do agree with the fact that Philly has never, when Jalen Hurts has been healthy, missed a couple of games, the games he was healthy... They've never really been down 10 nothing going right. into the second quarter or midway through the second or 14-3. to three. Yeah. So if KC gets up like that, we might see a little bit of, I don't know, questioning the confidence maybe, or all of a sudden they got to switch gears. They're not yeah. playing from ahead. What do you think I, about that? I don't think it's going to be that early. Mm-hmm. I think if they're down by 10 midway through the third quarter, I think that's when it's going to okay. set in. Okay, because okay, uh, with the run game they have, they know they can run the ball. So being down 10 nothing in the first quarter is not going to phase them. Okay. They're not going to change anything uh, up and through halftime. Sure. And that'll be the adjustment. Right. You know, Andy Reid is a big story here, and I'm surprised we're not hearing more about this. And when I was talking to John Murray in the first hour, he was saying everyone you know wants to talk about the Kelsey brothers facing right. off against each other. And I said, well, you know, for football fans – you know, I think the Andy Reid story is is the big story. But you know, Super Bowl, you get the casual fan, and right. you know, it's a, you know, that's a family type of thing. But you know, when we've talked to former coaches, you know, on the on the show, and we'll get your take about this, Jay, that you know, Andy Reid still remembers that he got fired by the Philadelphia sure. Eagles. Okay, it's it's been a while now or whatever, and now you're playing against that team, and. How much of a real thing do you think that is he for has not, Andy Reid? He has not forgotten. Okay, he has not. Forgotten. He won't come out and say this publicly, oh, but no. you or know, inside, no. you know, it means a lot. He has he has dissected this defense up one side, down the other. He's going to make sure that he is ready for this game, yeah. and uh, they'll have a few things up their up their sleeves. I love Andy Reid. I absolutely yeah. love Andy Reid. I wish I could have played for him. Everybody that ever played quarterback for him has had a career year or better Um, the guy is just phenomenal and obviously the way he controls the games and some of the things that he does inside the game is is amazing so uh, I I love Andy Reid I really I he will be ready for this game he has not forgotten he got fired by Philly you know what I like about that is you're the second former NFLer since Saturday that I've done a show with. We had Mike Tyson on a Saturday night okay. show that I do. And Tyson would say the exact same thing. And he's yeah. a friend of Andy Reid's. And he goes, he hasn't forgotten. He's oh, not no. going to bring it up publicly. Might bring it up to a couple players in the locker room. But he said they're going to have something special ready to go oh. for Philadelphia, as he does for basically everybody. But, but he, there's a little bit of extra motivation there for Andy Reid going into this contest. And I know they tried to make a deal out of Nick Sirianni not being hired by Andy Reid when he went to KC. But I think Sirianni probably knew yeah. he wasn't going to be in line to be hired by Andy Reid for that job. That's yeah. a different situation as well, Absolutely. too, because yeah. he's taken over a team that just went 2-14. and 14, yeah. right. And every coach, right, Jay, they want they want their own guys in there. Absolutely. And instead, so it, he had no allegiance to him. And right. I know Sirianni has actually brought this up. He's talking about it like that. And if I'm Andy Reid, I'm thinking like, Okay, now you're trying to make a story. I've already got to cut this bad blood. You're over there. It's like, dude, you you were nobody at that time. I'm 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 bringing somebody I've known for 20 years, right? Andy Reid's sitting back going, hey, young fella, hold (laughs) your horses. Hold your horses. I've been doing this a long time. Yeah, yeah, you jumped in. Yeah, you've had early success. But Andy Reid's been doing this for a long time. Who do you you like? 
I just was thinking as we're talking, who, who do you, re- I mean, who was like in your eyes that, and of course wasn't as good as Patrick Mahomes, but when you were playing, had a Mahomes kind of, you know, attitude or look about him or the ability to create by running parallel to the line of scrimmage? Well, uh, a couple of guys. Randall Cunningham, number oh, one. Randall, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and Steve Young, you okay. know, having yep. to play those guys, watch them run around. You know, the funny thing is, and, and I was talking the other day, I was doing a show, and people were bringing that up, and people were like, oh, the quarterback has evolved. Everybody can run. I'm like, no, we could all run back then. Yep. We mm-hmm. could all run. Yep. The problem is the rules have changed to allow the quarterbacks to run. Back in my day, if we ran, we got absolutely blown <laughs> up. Right. Okay. And and you just didn't last. No. Nowadays, you know, you go out there and you can slide. Nobody really wants to hit the quarterback. Everybody's afraid of the extra penalties. You can't hit them high. You can't hit them low. You know, what do you do? So uh, it's become more of a weapon because sure. the quarterbacks. But, I mean, I, I look at my day, you know, there was guys that could run all over the place. You know, I ran a four five nine, but... My butt was back there in the pocket because once I pa- <laughs> once I passed that line of scrimmage, I was live bait. Yeah, that's coming and, off. Yeah. And every, I mean, there, there were sometimes I scramble and I, I swear there was guys coming off the sidelines just trying to take a shot. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, so. What do you think about the hip tackle potentially being outlawed in the NFL? Yeah. What are they going to do? I was going to say, can we bring the flags for the regular season now? Yeah. Like we have I, mean, the this is, I mean, this is getting ridiculous. You know, I mean. It's a contact sport. It's a physical sport, no question about it. We all know what we signed up for. We all know what's going to happen down the road. You know, we're all living proof. We have to go through this stuff at the end uh, and all that. They know more now. And, sure. You know, there's there's sometimes, too, where I think the guys of today overtrain. Mm. I think they overtrain. I think they get a little bit too big, and they, they create some problems on their own because your muscles can only take so much. Your sure. DNA tells you how big and how strong you can get. And if you try to do that and go out and play a game like football where it's you got to move laterally and forward and back and these really quick movements, something's going to go. And, you know, I used to tell people, and I still tell people all the time, if you're lucky enough to play long enough, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. It's just, the odds are just there. Sure. So uh, you just got to deal with it at that point. You just hope that it's not career ending. Right. That's that's what you hope for. Right. The quarterback, Jay Schrader, in the house. Scott Spritzer as well. All right, guys. We've been doing the best bets all season long. Let's do our final best bets here as we look at the Super Bowl. Let's rock. It's football Friday and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right, one more time. Here we go. All right, so during the course of the regular season, as you know, we gave you our three best, best bets uh, for the pro side, the college side, playoffs. We've kind of uh, broke it down a little bit uh, less and less. So today we're giving you our best bet side or the total in the game and the best prop bet from our crew here. All right, Jay Schrader, Scott Spritzer, Marco D'Angelo joins us, not here on property, but I think he's in a poker palace somewhere. Wow. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I know why, and you know why, Jay. Yeah, I know he's exactly. playing poker right he's now, right? He's playing poker, yeah. yeah. You know why he's playing poker? Yeah, because he should be buying dinner, but I'll be buying dinner. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for that sushi dinner. Is Marco on the phone right now? Marco's there. What's going on, Marco? You're being, you're being ambushed here, brother. Uh, I hear it. Uh, tell Jay I haven't eaten since uh, 8 o'clock last night. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But, you know, I'm, I'm good for it. Uh, sorry it's taken a couple of weeks. But, uh, All right, Scott. You, you, you got some words for Marco, don't you? 
I got some what? You got some words for Marco, don't you? Oh, some words. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. that sushi bet from you yeah. know, 84 weeks ago. That was, <laughs> that was <laughs> for, you know. um, but yeah, Marco, what I, you know, TC's last week, he said, hey, you want to come down on Friday? You haven't been there all year? I'm like, yeah, great. I go, I get to I get to talk to Marco about a sushi bet. And I go, you know, Trevor's not going to be there, right? Because I owe him one for about 160 weeks ago. So. <laughs> but then you're not here. I was really bummed. I, and I don't think I'm going to be able to make the dinner with you guys. But I'm glad to hear that you're getting a free meal out of this. It's good to see that. Marco not eating for 18 hours? Oh, Jay. You know going to a buffet, right? You know, you know how you solve that? <laughs> you buy him a margarita early because then, then it's done. Then it's done. So, at happy hour prices too. Right? Yeah, at happy hour prices. <laughs> yeah. All right, Marco, let's kick it off with you, my friend. Uh, let's start with the prop bets, guys. Give us your best prop bet. My pre- my best prop bet, and this is going to tell you where I'm heading in the game, though. Too. My best prop bet is I'm taking a team total. I am going to take Philadelphia over 25 and a half points. And guys, it's simple. The last six games when Jalen Hurts has played, minus the final game of the regular season when all they did was just get enough points to get the lead and then rest everybody, they have averaged 36 points per game. I'm going to look for Philadelphia to be able to have success against the Kansas City defense that hasn't faced an offense like this one this year with that power running game and a quarterback that you've got to account for. I think they make over 25 and a half easily. Okay. I like where that's going there. All right. Scott, what do you got? Best well, prop bet. I'll tell you about my best bet in just a minute, but I'm right. glad to hear Marco is uh, is looking for some points there at at least one of those teams. I'm looking for my prop bet. I got so many prop bets. What did I send you last night as my best bet? <laughs> <laughs> I've got five. Man, you know, well, you you know what? I'm looking for uh, the best t- of the t- bunch. You can, you can give us uh, you know, uh, your, your top two or three. And, uh, well, I'll give you, you, know, I'll give you one of my top be, two. And it will be up on the website there. Yeah. But I, I can't scroll <laughs> uh, the email here real quick. I and, was uh, looking. I I've, was got looking. It. I've got it here for you. So... Um, you know, it'd be very easy as, uh, to, go, okay. to go to, to go to Jay here real quick. But of course, now as you're no, saying we that, threw I'm, everything out I'm, off. You know, I'm, yeah. I know. Like, well, that's what happens when when you start getting with the uh, the food. Uh, <laughs> Get, start talking food and yeah. all that. But, How about yeah. uh, is it either team will score the final three and a half minutes? I of think that's what it was. Yeah. There you go. And, right. and By I, the way. I actually bet yes at a buck seventy minus a buck seventy. So sounds a little hefty, but I like to play props sometimes that are big yeah. prices, especially one like this, because there's value on the yes. It should have been over $2 as far as yeah. I'm concerned, that prop, not a buck seventy. Eight straight Super Bowls with a score in the final three and a half minutes. Last time it didn't happen was when Seattle beat Denver 43-8, to which was uh, Super Bowl 48. And if you look at the way these teams go at it, it doesn't matter if a team's ahead by 10 points, by double figures. It doesn't matter if they're behind. They're trying to score, as you know, Jay, yeah. until the very end when it comes to the Super Bowl. So again, Eight of the last ten Super Bowls have seen scoring to the final three and a half minutes. If you think this game is going to be close, you know, the point spread's one and a half, then there's a good chance of those final three and a half minutes you got a tight game. Uh, of course, that's in regulation. doesn't include in, uh, overtime if it got there. But uh, that's one of my top two is uh, the uh, yes that a team will score the final three and a half minutes of regulation. And, again, I don't know what the price is today, but it was a buck seventy when I played it. And, again, it's one of those props that I think should probably be like, 225, 230 rather than a buck 70. Okay. Nice. Good deal. All right. Jay Schrader, what do you got prop wise? My prop is Philly scores first. Okay. Yeah. And I base that on the fact A, they've done it all year long, and B, 
they run the football, which is an anomaly in the NFL nowadays for a team to consistently run the football. And I think it's going to take Kansas City a little bit to adjust to that and get it stopped. So my prop bet is Philly scores first in the game. All right. I like it. I like All that. right, guys. I'm going to go off the little beaten path a little bit when it, when it comes to this prop. Well, you're a little off, so it's okay. I am a little off. <laughs> follow me on this one. I am going to go deep into the 500 props that they have here at the Westgate. Oh, boy. Total number of different players that will have a pass attempt. Okay. Follow me on this one. All right? Now, the number okay. is two and a half, obviously. Oh. So, we know that Jalen Hurts is going to have a pass. We know that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a pass. But now it kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about, Jay. That Andy Reid, that crafty guy. We know what his record is all about after a bye week, right? Yeah. And we know that he is the guru. Not only is he you know, designing, drawing mustaches on people <laughs> on airplanes, he is doing all kinds of other plays. Talk about the Philly special that Philly oh, yeah. ran you know, right. you know, back in the Super Bowl five years ago. Andy Reid's going to come up with a barbecue special or something like that. You know, right. Well, they, they had the merry-go-round already. So the merry-go-round rosies, that sort of thing. I am saying it's going to come from either side. You're going to get a halfback pass. You're going to get an end-around type of a pass. Heaven forbid, if there is injury, some quarterback is going to come off and attempt to pass. Sure. I look at this. This is plus 130. I'm going to take a shot that there will be more than two different players attempting to pass. It's the Super Bowl. We have seen gadgets. We have seen trick plays Has in the Andy past. Has Andy Reid ever done that before in the Super Bowl? I'm I don't, I I don't know, I but if yeah. anyone's going to do it, it's going to be yeah. him. And we know that Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni, the, yep. I mean, we've seen them go for two after the first score before I me. Mean, they do these type of weird things. We usually see coaches do this kind of stuff early in a yep. game to kind sure. of throw out a little gadget play. Well, now, that, now that you bring it to my attention, I, I think the guy that's going to throw it, Travis Kelsey. There you go. It could be. You know why? Right. Because they, they always change that formation. He yeah. runs the quarterback right. sneak. They're going to line up in there. He's going to take that snap. He's going to fake. And then or he's he can do a little Tebow, right? Yep. He's going to do a little Tebow. And every, everybody's going to think it's quarterback yeah. sneak. So I, I like that bet. Maybe, uh, and listen, maybe, maybe Miles Sanders. they got to stretch yeah. the field if Hurts right. was hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, you got a chance to stretch the field. You got to throw somebody out there with a strong yep. arm. You know, there's a lot of opportunities, right? Potential yeah. opportunities. And let's don't forget a botched punt. Absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. botched yep. punt or Potter snap or yep. on the on the PAT or a field goal as well too. We're good. Okay. Gary Premium. Here we go again. That's a that is a pass <laughs> attempt, right? Yeah, it's right. Premium, it yeah. was. It well, was an attempt. I don't well, know if that was a pass. Let's well, ask the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, something. In today's NFL, <laughs> might not be a pass. We have to go to review, right? That's that's like the tuck rule. What is it? You know, let's figure it out, right? Because that was. Not a pass attempt by right? Gary <laughs> Premium, but uh, that, I, I'll, I'll take a shot with that, and that'd be a little, like, like you it, say, it's fun. Like pizza bet, pizza money, fun. Yeah, like go. that as well too. All right, Marco D'Angelo, what do you got for your best bet side or total of the game? I'm going with Philadelphia. I'm going to lay the point and a half, and this is a team. Both teams are 16 and three this year, but Philadelphia, they really everybody wants to talk about how soft the schedule was and everything else. Oh, man, the three times they lost this year. One was on Monday Night Football against a division rival, Washington. And the other two times were when Jalen Hurts was not on the football field. Every other game, so that makes them, uh, you know, only one loss with Jalen Hurts, and it was a four-turnover uh, game. I like them in this game. Again, Kansas City hasn't seen an offense like this. As Jay pointed out, nobody runs the football anymore, and nobody runs the football better than 
the Philadelphia Eagles. And the nice thing about that is if you're in the second half, you're in the fourth quarter, when you're trying to protect the lead, a team that can run the football is doing what they do best, trying to protect the lead. They can actually extend the lead. I'm going with the Eagles. It's cheesesteaks over barbecue this week, guys. <laughs> it sounds like you're joining uh, our guy, uh, the former mayor, Oscar Goodman. <laughs> Both of you guys are going to be uh, singing Fly, Go Fly, huh? That's it. <laughs> all right, Scott Spritzer, what do you got? Best First bet. of all, my man Marco, I'm glad he brought up the soft schedule. Thing. I've been preaching about that the whole time, man. Marco, I'm with you. This whole soft schedule BS. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in with it, man. Anyway, I, I agree with you, sir. But uh, listen, I'm going to go with the over, guys. And, and I got over 50 and a half. It's up a little bit since then. It's like 51 and a half in a lot of places. And I know the public loves overs. I get it. But, you know, the public's right about 50% of the time. They lose the VIG, you know, to break even. You got to hit 52.3%. So that's why they lose. But anyway, listen, Casey gives up four and a half yards per pop on the ground. Philly gives up a little bit more than that on the ground, 4.6, 4.65 in that neighborhood. But here's the thing about KC. Their pass defense is 27th in the NFL in opposing QBR. Guys have been able to take advantage of this defense at times throughout the course yep. of this season. And another thing that I liked about this particular uh, play is that if you hold on to the football against Kansas City, you can score points. You can do damage. And so went back and, and found this stat where there's been 10 times since Andy Reid has been the coach of KC where they've played a team that has averaged through the course of a season one turnover or less per game. Philadelphia fits that stat. In those 10 games, 9 of the 10 have gone over the total, and those opposing teams, those 10 teams, averaged 32 points per game against Kansas City. So a lot of stats, if you're a stat head, all that kind of good stuff. I, I could get into the slobber knocker stuff here, but we'll, we'll save that for Jay and, and his experience on the field. I have none of that. Um, I'm jealous. But anyway, the bottom line is, is that I do think you're going to see both teams putting up points on the board. So I was very glad to hear that Marco's prop, you know, thinks that Philadelphia is going to put some points on the board too. Uh, over 50 and a half. Even over 51 now at this point. So I, I do believe that is the first slobber knocker reference we've had on yeah, this show. It is. I'm not sure it what is. it is, but I'm down with it. <laughs> it's the old days where you so used like to knock somebody, right? and, it, and it came out of the orifices of your face through the face mask, and that was and that was a good hit at that point in time. When yeah. I don't want to see are, any pictures of you with yeah. the slobber knocker there. Yeah, uh, eyes are watering, and things are coming out everywhere, and you're just you know trying to figure out who you are and where you are. That's <laughs> football. Just the way we like it, Just isn't it? Just the way we like it, yeah. All right, Jay, what do you got, man? Uh, I am going with the Chiefs, okay? And as we said beforehand when we were talking before the show, I like both teams. I think both teams have a big thing. The only reason I am going for the Chiefs because I love what Andy Reid does. I love the fact that Andy Reid knows that the Philadelphia Eagles fired him. And he's going to do everything he can possibly do to get his guys ready uh, to score one more point. And I think it's going to come down. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game. I think the, yeah. the, the over is to play. But uh, I like the Chiefs for the one reason, one reason only, and that's the coaching. I think Andy Reid makes that difference. Wow. I agree with you, and I, I will go on the record, and I've said this, this. For me, it isn't a best bet because I am literally on the fence here. I mean, yeah. I can make a case for, for both sides. Yeah, so, so it is, not, it, you know, but for the sake of, of what we do here and this and that, I am going to go with the Chiefs as well, too. Like you said, Jay, it's, it's basically because of, of Andy Reid. Okay, oh, I get be, that. Be, yeah. be, be, yeah. be going, going with him for what he, uh, the experience that he has, and I get it. The Chiefs, you know, have 
have 16 guys coming back they, you know, that have been in the Super Bowl game before three out of the last four years. I will count for experience, but I'm not going to discount the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're going to be able to move the football. Hence, I do like the over, just like you do, Scott. I think there's going to be a lot of points uh, in this game. Will it surprise me if the Eagles win this game? It won't. But I'm going to say that the Eagles, just like the Philadelphia Phillies, they are going to have to wait at least one more year. This is the year of the Kansas City Chiefs, and I love to get a team off a little redemption tour. The last time they were in the Super Bowl that they lost. Uh, So I like the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. I think Patrick Mahomes will be close to 100%. He'll be able to, to find those gaps, like you said earlier, Scott, that Travis Kelsey will be open. He should have a big day. And uh, I will go with the Chiefs uh, in a high-scoring affair, I believe. So those are our best bets. All right. um, You can see up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. All of our best bets will be up there momentarily, uh, along with Trevor Manich. Gilby, the intern, uh, as well, too. And all of our guests that have joined us this week with their final score predictions, uh, those will be up on the website as well under the Best Bets tab. So make sure that you go to the website for that. Also, go to the Best Bets for the classic interview page, the current interview page, and then the featured interview that we had yesterday with Oscar Goodman. That was a lot of fun there as well, too. So all of that he bought is my up suit, there. by the way. Yeah, like, <laughs> you saw that, didn't you? Yeah, you yeah. got to get it back from Oscar. Yeah, yeah, you had the, you had the pinstripes going with the giant martinis here yesterday. That's right. Just uh, great stuff there as well, too. All right, let me throw real quick uh, another prop or two that I, that I like here. And Scott, you talked about a couple. Uh, I'm looking. You know, I'm a field goal guy. You know, those that play fantasy football know that. Uh, yes, I, I, I draft the best kicker, whether it's Justin Tucker, <laughs> or Stephen Godkowski, like in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love, I love, I love my field goal kickers. I th- say over a made field goal, one and a half is the number in each half. So I would take that bet in the first half. I would definitely take it in the second half. Second half is plus money, is plus about one twenty. Uh, that there would be more than a, uh, well, two or more sure. made. Yeah. In each half, quick thoughts on that, guys. I like it in the second half because yeah. in the second half you're gonna you're gonna try to rally points no matter where you are. Sure. Uh, so I like that in the second half. That's that's a low total for the second that's half. I, I, I like, like the it. second half. You know, the two guys, the two field, the two kickers in this game are two of the lower rated kickers in the league. Yeah. But sure. I, I do like yeah. that in the second half for yeah. the reasons Jay mentioned. Uh, yeah. You talked about drafting kickers. I'll give you a real quick oops that I did at a fantasy football <laughs> draft many many years ago, Jay. Um, they were uh, we were we were drafting. It was like early second round, and I took DJ Dozier, and I met Mike Rozier. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh DJ Dozier, like six picks later. Yeah, yeah. Did I say DJ yeah, Dozier? Yeah. Mike Rozier. <laughs> we're talking to the '80s, of course. But that's yeah. good. Didn't have a good fantasy good. football team that year. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. uh, Marco, good luck to you, uh, my friend, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, in, in a couple hours. Okay. Eat something. I'll be waiting. Eat <laughs> <laughs> All right. And while I got both of you, everyone here uh, with Scott and Marco, uh, I've known you guys for a long, long time, especially Scott. We, we go way back. And I'm uh, just so happy and proud to have both of you guys uh, part of the show. Not only just our best bet segment that you guys have uh, uh, been doing, Scott, for a long, long time, but uh, you guys are two of the best. There's no question. I don't even think that there is a, is a number three or number four in my book. Uh, and, again, uh, for the way you guys handicap, uh, the way you approach the business, 
the integrity that both of you guys have, and I hear it from our listeners all the time. Uh, they appreciate you know uh, hearing you guys just hear us chop it up. Not only your selections and everything, but the way you handicap, and although also the way you guys like to eat. Do we so, owe, do we owe uh, you dinner you too? No, What's you don't. <laughs> I, I have to say that because you know, again, I'm a that guy. Was a, that was a lot of butter in that wow. one. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> just had to say it. I mean it. I speak from the heart. Well, okay? I, I know this guy. I know TC Jace. It's like '94 or something like yeah. that. We did some starter shows together back in the day, and I actually worked with Marco. We worked on the same team. Yeah for three or four well more than that probably about half a dozen yeah. years yeah. and uh 2012 to 2018 in that neighborhood so yeah. i got to know marco really quite well so anyway yeah. good to hear those things i'm still not buying no. you dinner tonight so all right appreciate you guys marco be good and we'll talk to you next week my friend all right take care guys there it is all right scott appreciate it yes. for being here appreciate it appreciate as always me. all right sounds good all right jay schrader as well and coming up next the legendary Robert Cool Bell in the house. Cool and the gang in the house coming your way tonight and tomorrow. I got history with this guy. I got history <laughs> with this group. We go way back, so I'm looking forward to this. And uh, if there are tickets still available, you can get them here tonight at the Westgate box office. Cool and the gang! 59 years and still doing it. Still and they're going to be it. doing it here tonight. Robert Cool Bell will join us when we come back. It is the T.C. Martin Show live from the Westgate. store around your door and more of what you're looking for with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Oh, listen to this. Yes, we got a little cool in the gang happening here because this is how we do it, as we all know. So yes, you know, the sports side, the music side, that all comes out of me. And when I get to put it all together like this, ain't nothing better because I'm sitting next to my man, Robert Cool Bell, the legendary Robert Cool Bell. They've been doing it since 1964, and they're still jamming Grammy Award winners, American Music Award winners, movie soundtracks, you hear their stuff there, sold over 70 million albums, and they're still touring worldwide. And uh, I've got history because I had promoted uh, Cool and the Gang on, on several different occasions back in the day. And uh, they're here at the Westgate here tonight. We're going to be at the show tonight. Looking forward to it. Robert Cool Bell, welcome, my friend. Hey, it's good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> they said Vegas is the place to be. You got that. Super Bowl weekend. You got yeah. that right. Yeah. And Cool and the Gang. Wait, <laughs> you, you got you to you do well so that you can get a return trip next year for during the Super Bowl week because Super Bowl will be here next week. Yes, Next I year. So. What, and what about halftime? <laughs> yeah. can, there you can, go. can we all guys get halftime? Time. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm all for it. I'm good. We don't need to be here in Rihanna. Yeah. Let's bring cool in the game. Forget about Rihanna, right? I tell you one thing, we'll bring the party. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Man, you look great, man. Thank you, and man. Thank so you. what what keeps you going, man? A lot of people don't realize. 1964, you and your brother, uh, condolences who passed away yes, a while yeah, back, Ronald Bell, yeah. but uh Always love working with you guys. Love listening to you guys, of course. But 1964, we're 2023, Robert, you. and you're still doing it. Well, you know, next year will be 60 years. Exactly. Wow. If we can do here the Super Bowl and the whole nine yards, it'll be 60 years next year. Yeah, this this blows me away because I did a, a 40th anniversary uh, show and tour with the Commodores back in the day. Okay. And I thought when I did those guys 40 years, that was incredible. Yeah. Think about it. You guys got 20 more years than them. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. One yeah. of the commodores uh, worked for me, uh, Cecil Willingham. Oh, yeah, I know Cecil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I know, yeah, yeah of well, course, because Cecil was working for me. You know Charles Stone and all, all the guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the crew back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know, back yeah. in the late 90s when oh, yeah. you know, I was promoting you guys. Um, talk about, you know, how you've been able to keep it together for 59 years. Well, you know, we have to thank our fans, man. Uh, our fan base has been great, you know, supporting us uh, through the ups and the downs and. And, and uh, we're, we're still here. We just came back uh, in December. We were in uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Night of the Proms. 62-piece yeah. orchestra. Wow. 20-piece choir. We did 18 shows in about 25 days. <laughs> but it was great, man. It was a, a great run, you know? Talk a little bit about the evolution of Cool and the Gang. Because you, know, you talk about your sound. You know, you really had that hardcore, funky sound in the 70s. You know, Jungle Boogie, Spirit of the Boogie, Open Sesame. And then you guys get to, you know, Hollywood Swinging and all that there. And then you guys kind of go a little bit more pop. You know, you yes. bring J.T. Taylor that's and that it, sort of thing. True. It's just, it, For a group to be able to, to continue that and then increase their popularity, that's not normally done, as you know. How are you able to do that? Well, again, I got to be thankful to the fans, and we kept our ears to the street and uh, dealing with the different styles. I mean, yeah. we started off at the Jazzy Act, right. and we were influenced by the John Coltrane and the Miles Davis, Freddie Hubbard. And then we moved on uh, to uh, backing up groups uh, that was doing, trying to be like Motown. They called themselves the Soul Town Review. Yeah. We became the backup band. And then we finally came out with our record, very first record in 19, 1969, Cool in the Gang, yeah. album Cool in the Gang. And then we just continued to move. We went on, and then, of course, you know, when JT joined the band, yeah. that's when we got more onto the, the, I guess they say the popular side the, the of the pop side, <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the crossover the, side. The right? crossover, Celebration, Joanna, right. Ladies Night, Cherish, yeah. you know. So all, it's been great. All, all fantastic songs. Listen, even he's not going to say it. The reason they've been around for 60 years because they have really good music. You got that right. Okay. I mean, that's let's cut right to the chase. Cut you guys, right to the chase, you yeah. guys have been able to make really good music for a long time, as you said, in different in different genres and everything else. And I just think that goes to the artistry and the creativity of you guys being able to do that. So yeah. I thank you because it's been great. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you know, we uh, we have a new single came out about a month ago. Let's hear about and, it, man. And it's called Let's Party. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. We're going to be hearing that tonight, of course, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And then yeah. Uh, we have, uh, the album's going to come out in April, and uh, it's called People Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> After COVID and being yeah. locked up and yeah. in the house and all that. So, yeah. So, we're feeling pretty good about yeah. that. Good. Yeah. Talk about, I know the, the members of the group uh, have changed a little bit, but, I mean, obviously, you know, you're still here. A couple other guys as, as well, too. Uh, just talk about how you've been able to, to still, you know, get people but keep that fat sound that you still have. Well, I mean, again, uh, a lot of different musicians have been with me over the years. Um, like Sean McCullough has been with me for 20 years, yeah. uh, Curtis 25 years, and Michael Ray, you know. So it's, it's, it's been a good thing that we continue to try to come up to the records that people love, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Jungle Boogie. Yeah. yeah. You playing the song now? Aren't you? <laughs> we got my DJ back there. We're playing it. Yeah, I'm here. Let's party. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but you know, so like like I said, 
yeah. like a song like this, you know, after you know COVID, people want to get out again, and we got a video. We haven't had a video in almost ten years, right? Yeah, so it's been right. great. I will see if you're playing the video. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have to ask you this because as an athlete, we always have our favorite venue that we went to that we always got what was your i mean you've got 60 years of going all around the world what were some of the favorite places that you get you got to perform and, and really enjoyed that you kind of meshed with the crowd right away and you knew this was going to be a good night oh yeah like uh the wembley arena uh out in london with elton yeah. john oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a pretty good show i think <laughs> Also, what's been interesting, uh, we played here too. We did 48 shows uh, uh, with Van Halen. Mm -hmm. We played the arena here. Yeah. We did 10 shows with Kid Rock. We played with the, with the Dave Matthews Band. Mm -hmm. And we went from there to playing with uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Right. <laughs> or, you know, yep. so we mix it up. So yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 I mean, like you said, that the, you're the ultimate crossover group, really, right. when you can do that. And then I know you guys appear. And, and big festivals as well too where you get all the different genres as well Absolutely. but everybody is standing up and partying when you guys hit those songs doesn't oh, matter yeah. it doesn't matter if they're rock and rollers they're country whatever i mean well you know we're talking about um a residency here possibly uh, we Good. uh we got um uh, coming back in may and uh, we enjoy uh, yeah. uh, working here, so hopefully, you know, we'll be here for a couple of years. Talk about thing. Vegas like and, 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 and why you like Vegas and what, what the fans have been like here in Vegas for you. Well, Vegas has been great. I mean, we started off with um, in Caesars. Um, uh, that's when JT was with us. And, right. Um, we had Tahoe and we did Atlantic City. But it's always been great to play in Vegas. You know, uh, the various, we've been to most of all the hotels here, the yeah. Hard Rock, this one and that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a little saying here about uh, the Westbury here. Okay. Westbury is uh, east on the strip, right? <laughs> and Mandalay Bay, that's on the west that, side. That's, right? that's kind of the south. That yes. more you're going south. Well, I mean, south, still south. south. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 correct. Well, the party's in the correct. east now. Yeah. So all the people have been in the south, you got to start coming to the east. We bring the party. We get fucking in the east. That's what we do. Get fucking yeah. hey, you, you mentioned JT Taylor. Uh, I, I, I love working with, with both of you guys, and, and I do believe that uh, I know he left the group twice, and I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, the last show that he did with you was 1999 the show that I promoted in Sacramento at Arco okay. Arena. Okay. Um, how has that relationship been? Do you guys talk anymore? Uh, he and I how talk, from, talk from time to time. Okay. But you and, right. what, and what led what led to, to that? Well, I mean, he had uh, issues with management and how, how things were going, you know. And, you know, you got people that, you know, went on their own, Michael Jackson, you know, Lionel Richie, sure. you know, and you, you get that, well, maybe I can do that too. That's fine, but stay in the group. Right. <laughs> Right. That's been good. He's a great voice. Obviously, people recognize, oh, you know, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, right away. But, uh, yeah, again, you know, you guys have filled that void. You've brought in a lot of other great singers uh, as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you're going to get the full thing tonight and tomorrow. Cooling the gang here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the International Theater. It's a it's a great venue. I know you've played this uh, venue yes. uh, numerous times before. Yeah. I want to know, okay, I know you're a New Jersey guy, right? Yes, I okay, am. Okay, originally. All right. So, talk about your sports teams. What kind of sports guy were you back in the day? Well, let's see now. Uh, 
Are you going to start busting out giants and jets on I this? I was or born or in Youngstown, Ohio. Ohio, that's oh, right. Oh, there you go. And the Buckeyes, I mean, they, yeah. they lost. I mean, uh, the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, but also, the Giants lost to the Eagles. They got Philly in New York. Right. And then uh, my cousin and I, we moved. We got a condo down uh, in Orlando. So you got what? Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, so, so it's three. Okay. Three different teams because I'm there in three go. different areas. Three different teams, huh? All right. So who you got Sunday? Chiefs or the Eagles? I'm going with the Eagles. All right. I'm going with the Eagles. No hesitation either. I know. He didn't even have to, It was just straight out. He's going with the Eagles. Yeah. So. Mahomes nice. I mean, uh, can't, funny thing about same coach, right? He, yeah. he coached. Uh, Andy Reid. Yeah. Hey, you got to let go. They fired, huh? The Eagles fired Andy Reid. So we got a little revenge there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're waiting to take revenge. Right. Lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> we know how that goes. So. Well, well he's from Buffalo. You know, I thought Tony, Buffalo was going to make I'm it. Tony, I'm sorry about this. He went to Bills. Hey, hey, <laughs> we lost a lot of money on your Bills <laughs> yeah. the last few weeks. Buffalo was my preseason pick to win it all. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, great, great. Yeah. It should be a great game. Yeah. And uh, I know this place is going to be jumping uh, uh, on Sunday. So Absolutely. Hey, hey. All right. Robert Kubel joins us, the legendary founder, leader of Cool and the Gang. Does this ever get old, man? Playing the songs? They've been playing over and over again. Keep you know, partying? Ever, well, get, well, ever get tired of it? Well, people love it. So, yeah. uh, I mean, if they give us the energy, we give them the energy. So it's been great. Plus, we had, you know, we had two years off with COVID. So it's true. We're back out there again. You're energized. You're ready to go. We're ready to go. Yeah. How long do you think you'll, you'll keep doing this? They asked me that earlier today. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe three years, four years, five years. No timetable, right? No timetable. No timetable. As long as you can do it and, and still perform at the level, that's you do it, right? Yeah, you know what? I don't know if you heard that. Uh, I have my own champagne now. I did hear that. So, t- yeah. yeah, so I heard about it the other day. I was going to try to get by. You guys were over at Lee's Liquors the other day, right? It sure was. See, I, yeah. see yeah. how I knew that? Us. Yeah. yeah, of course. And yeah. uh, I was going to try to get by there. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, talk a little bit about that. How'd that come about? Well, it was about almost six, seven years ago. I'm in uh, France and Paris, and the promoter said, listen, I'm doing the champagne with the late Barry White and uh, Barry White looking like one of the BGs. He said, um, what do you think about uh, selling the champagne uh, on the concert? I said, well, I don't know. I don't think people want to buy a bottle of champagne uh, at the concert. They want some t-shirts and caps and autographs and all that. So I said, well, I want to get on the shelves. And he said, what? I kind of took him by surprise. I said, yeah, I want to get on the shelves like Don Perignon and Chris Dow, Don Renan, and Brooklyn Co. So I came up with this name called Le Cool Champagne. Le Cool Champagne with a K in there, right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah there you go. with a K. And I wanted to have that vibe like it came from coming out of uh, Paris to America. That's nice. Yeah. That's and nice. Uh, now it's starting to happen. We're going to have some here tonight. Lee's. Yeah. You know, yeah. these guys are going to have it in a lot of other spots, you know. So that's that's the other side. We got some champagne on stage tonight? Is that what we got going on? Well, we're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Robert Kubel in the house. Uh, how do you feel about the younger generation and how they continue to, like, you know, listen to your music, even though they might not have been alive, you know, but, but you know, the kids and then, you know, people in their 20s or 30s, you know, still yeah. grooving to you. Yeah, well, you know, we, we love that support, you know. Yeah. Um, 
you know. Are uh, you surprised by it at all? Well, I mean, a lot of the uh, Cool and Gang fans, they, their their children um, probably heard uh, our music in their homes, you know. Right. And uh, um, one of my neighbors uh, came to me. The, the child came over and said, "Hey, I just saw the Muppets, and they're playing Celebration." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he lived right next door. <laughs> Not that guy across the street, the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Muppets, they did Jungle Boogie and they did Celebration. Yeah. You know? So that's great. I mean, sometimes we, some of my concerts are some uh, from like 7 to 80 in terms of our, our demographics and people come out to see us. You know what helps, too, is when your songs are in movies. Yeah. So we're, yeah. playing, we're playing one right now, and you know what movie this was in, right? Going back to 1976, playing a little Summer Madness. Oh, yeah, the Rocky movie. There's Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's Rocky getting the eggs and, and getting up early in the morning. Yeah, he's, he's getting to have that fight. You know, he <laughs> lay down on that couch yeah. and they played <laughs> Celebration. I mean, uh, ladies' night, should Yeah. So, talk talk a little bit about about how that works with you. When do people approach you and say, "Hey, we want to use this"? And obviously, you know, Jungle Boogies and Pulp Fiction, yeah, which yeah. in the opening scene, yeah. and like people see that, including myself, it's like, "Yeah, I'm up." I mean, well, you got great. me hooked in the movie now, just just because I heard Jungle Boogie. Yeah, well, our publishers want a chapel. Um, you know, they they find the deals for us, and that's yeah. been great. You know, and. Um, let's see. Yeah, well, you know, there's several others as well too. TV shows to movies that you've had oh, yeah, songs yeah. in, any guys? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been great. You got a couple uh, they're talking about now. Yeah. Uh, that's going to come out. They're looking at Ladies Night Celebration for you. Know. All right. So, talk, talk about doing some of the TV shows back in the day. Don Cornelius, Soul Train, American Bandstand. You guys did you know, several of those type of things. We don't have those anymore. Talk, talk about what that was like back in the day. Oh, it was great because if you got on uh, 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 American Bandstand, it's like you made it, you know? Right. And then you had uh, Soul Train and uh, what else we had? Uh, uh, you had the one with the Wild Man. Uh, Did you ever remember Moon Man Space Connection? He was out of Washington D.C. He he had a syndicated one as well too. I don't think a lot of people remember. That. I remember seeing that as, as as a kid back in the day, and I was like, oh, I remember that. But you know, yeah. Wolfman Jack, Midnight Special, oh, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don Kirshen Rock uh, oh, Festival, oh, rare rock yeah. concert, and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you guys crossed over because you were on all those. Oh yeah, yeah, we did all those. Yeah, outstanding stuff. All right, tell the fans what you got uh, in store tonight and tomorrow here at the Westgate. Well, ain't nothing but a party. Yeah. Get down on it, celebration, ladies' night, a little bit of summer madness, jungle boogie, the hits? funky stuff. Oh, yeah. we, we bring the hits. Of course you do. Yeah, we bring the hits. Nothing's changed. And man. It's always, like I said earlier, you know, uh, playing here, so it's a good crowd. All good right, crowd. good deal. All right, quarterback, you got any questions for for the maestro here? Uh, I just want to know how he has the energy to do all that. Right? I mean, it, yeah. I've seen the show. Uh, I, they don't stand still. I mean, they, so to have the energy to be able to go out and do that is, is amazing, uh, you know, especially after almost 60 years of doing it. So I just marvel at these guys that can do this, you know, forever and ever. Yeah. And continue, you. you know, he, as he said, he's got new song, new album coming out, and they continue to put out this great music. Oh, and, yeah. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. What about some of the modern day artists? Do you, do you follow? Do you, who do you enjoy? 
Well, one of them is right down the street there, Bruno Mars. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's playing down there, yeah. Uh, yeah. MGM uh, Grand Park. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's been a lot of uh, young artists that, uh, that I've watched, you know, uh, over the years. And uh, I kind of like what Bruno's doing because he's like a young Gooling gang or a young... Yeah. Ohio players, and but yeah, his own thing too. Yeah, you know, so. I guess that leads me to the question: Who was your biggest influence when you started getting into music? Who influenced you the most? Who did you listen to as a kid and go, "Man, that sounds great! I want to have a sound, you know, of my own." But use some of that. In the early days, uh, it was uh, being, being in New Jersey in the New York area, going to the Apollo Theater with to see uh, the Temptations and. Uh, uh, Smokey Robinson. I was, I was just going to ask if Smokey yeah, Robinson, because yeah, of course, um, James Brown. Oh, of <laughs> he, said he was the most sample guy in the business. Yeah, yes, yes he, he was. Said, You're he said, right. He said, "Cool, the gang is number two. I'm number one." Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at uh, when we changed the name from the uh, the Jazzy Acts to Soul Town uh, Band, we changed it to Cool in the Flames, and. We came. We were working on an album, and our manager said, "Well, you can't use that. That's James Brown and the Famous Flame." That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't want to have any problem with the Godfather. Right. We said, "Well, all right, we'll call ourselves Cool in the Game." There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and he would reference uh, you guys a lot as well too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, in, yeah. In, in his shows and his songs, that sort of thing. What kind of relationship did you did you have with JB? Well, I mean, we we worked with him. We did several shows with him. Yeah. You know, and. Um, He's a good guy. We looked up to him. We played Cold Sweat and uh, yeah. Dale at the Time, a lot of his tracks. Uh, when we were uh, playing the 60s, we were young guys, 14, 15 years old. You know? <laughs> but he was a, a, a great musician right. and funky. You know, James Brown kept that funk going with the band, you know. So if, if we put a bill together, and you've performed with just about everybody, you know, not you know, just in the, in the R&B realm, but what, what's an ideal... Uh, compatible bill or show that, that you have always enjoyed performing with? Give us a, a group or two that you've always enjoyed really like, like well, not always at was, a party, but you have a great rapport with these guys as well, too. Yeah, it was uh, George Clinton. Yeah. And, and, Who was just here, you know, two weeks ago. Oh, he was? Yeah. yeah. Two weeks yeah. ago, yeah. And the P-Funk Mob. Yeah. We played with the uh, Ohio Players. Uh, we played with um, Commodores. Yeah. Uh, I was on a tour with the Jacksons. Wow. And... Yeah. Uh, uh, Dick Griffey, who was uh, doing uh, yeah. the, the tour, said, you guys are doing great. But she said, you know what? We said, what? I think you need a lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we moved on. We got J.T. Taylor. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how did that come about? Where did you find him? Or how well, did you he find was uh, both living in Jersey with right. uh, um, uh, um studio and the owner of the studio knew JT and, he, and Dear Dollar was uh, there working on yeah. his album. Yeah. And he said, uh, we'd like you to meet uh, JT. And uh, we did. He came in and my brother started playing some jazz progressive, some funk, some rock, and told him to sing to all of that. And he did. And then he said, you got your job. <laughs> <laughs> he did some of the writing of the songs as well, yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like Fresh yeah. and some of those stuff he did. Right, yeah, exactly. He was a co-writer. You know? Right. Great stuff, man. So I think the billing that I had with you guys, I promoted like three or four different times. We had uh, we did Cool in the Gang, Cameo, Sugar Hill Gang. Oh. Remember that? We did Cool in the Gang, Rose Royce, I think The Emotions. 
We did a couple. Of, oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. all, all yeah. We, you know, but yeah. I, I used to love you know putting yeah. these guys, but you know, put them all on, on top. There you go. You know that was great. Those great, great days. Great, great, great stuff, man. Robert Kubel in the house. He's still doing it. 59 years. We got a big plan for the 60th anniversary. What do we got, man? You are, have you guys started talking about that yet? We will. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do some good things. All right. Yeah, hopefully uh, next year. Right. Well, I think you got to go back to Wembley and blow it out at Wembley for 60, don't you? Ooh, Ooh, wouldn't that, that be? That would be great. Wouldn't that be yeah, nice? See? Promoter Jay Schrader. See? <laughs> let, let me help you. Great. Let me help you out. I could spend a couple but, weeks over there. I'd be okay. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, you got the two roadies right here. Would be halftime. Yeah, we got to oh, get the football. Go. We got to get the halftime. <laughs> Come on, Mr. NFL. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. It's Vegas. It's next year. I would, I, Mark Davis. We got, I, would, I would love it. I got, would love it. We got to co-sign this, Jay. We got to get this done. 60 years, 2024 Which, Super Bowl both? in Vegas uh-huh. here? Yeah. Oh, that's it. We got to do it. it. That's it. I'm, I'm well, repping you. That's well, it. Okay. One other thing, and uh, I got to yeah. run for my soundtrack, but uh, uh, I had this thing about uh, called the... Uh, the Jersey Boys are back. Cooley Gang, Bon Jovi, and Bruce Springsteen. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be strong. Yeah, we'll call it the Jersey Boys. There you go. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you, my brother. Thank okay. you, Peter. I'll look All forward right. to seeing you here tonight. Okay, I want to then. thank Jay Schrader, Scott Spicer, Marco D'Angelo, okay. everyone right. for joining us. Uh, John Murray, we'll be back at it again on Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. you miss any part of the show, go to tcmartinshow.com. Happy Super Bowl. Enjoy. Robert Kubel and picking the All right. Eagles, right? Yes, there you go. Eagles. You. Jay Schrader and I are on the Chiefs. <laughs> we got the Chiefs. On the Chiefs. We got the Chiefs. We all agree it's going to be a high-scoring game. Well, I hear the song, Get the Back Up Off the Wall. Come on down here, get your back up off the wall. There you go. We're going to party. Get here tonight and tomorrow at the Westgate. Cool and the gang. We will reconvene on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Appreciate you, my brother. Thank you. Cool and the gang. Always, this show is Cool and the Gang. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Thank you. If they want your body to move, tell me, baby. If you really don't want to dance By standing on the wall Get your back up off the wall Tell me How you gonna do it if you really won't take a chance By standing on the wall Get your back up off the wall Cause I heard all the people saying 